pirate's life for me. Hoist the podcast, mateys. Welcome to the Polarized Podcast. We are on a swashbuckling adventure. We are continuing our series today. Welcome, everybody. This is the Polarized Podcast. It's a podcast about polarizing movies, polarizing the sense of Rotten Tomato scores. Uh, audiences sometimes love it, and critics hate it, and vice versa. We're here to talk about movies that those movies are polarizing. Mm, okay, well, that's the words. Um, <laughs> welcome, everybody, <laughs> to Pirates 3 at World's End. Uh, quite a swashbuckling conclusion to this uh, trilogy, though we are going to continue our series, so everybody, don't worry. We'll keep talking about these movies. <laughs> First, I was going to say, oh, you know, are they good movies? Well, we'll talk about it. We'll get into it. But welcome, everybody. Yeah, or even so whether they're movies or not. <laughs> you seem to have a question about that. <laughs> uh, a little bit, yeah, you know. <laughs> Okay, so we got some we got we we need to get right into it. So before I do though, the score of this movie, so Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, this is number three in the Pirates series. Uh we got a 44% rotten for the critics and 72%. Not fresh, but good for audiences. Uh, to get into this, yeah, let's get into it right away. Uh, in order for me to, you know, in order for this to be a polarized podcast, this needs to include my forever guest, my co-host, Mr. James Lindsay, bringing you in. How the hell are you? Ahoy, you ahoy. How, how's everyone doing out there in the polarized kingdom? It's, it's, it's me, your forever guest, uh, <laughs> the co-captain of this, of this, uh, at world's end pirates three ship today mm-hmm. um we're back we did the dead man's chest last week um yes sir yeah freshen myself up for this uh wonderful uh <laughs> journey that we're going going through yes, uh the, the wonderful part i i will continue to remind anyone is just getting together with my buds and talking about movies i know Absolutely. they're polarizing out there on the interwebs but you know uh-huh. here yeah. It's it's all in good fun. We have we have a good time. Brandini, how's it going? Did you uh, you watch this movie today? Yeah, I watched yeah, this movie today. Too. Thank you for asking. Yeah, today, you know, and it was a perfect day. We're doing a atypical record on a Sunday, and you know what? I'm feeling good about it. Doing a Sunday record, I, you know, you watch the one of these movies on a Sunday, and it just fits and it makes sense. So yeah, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. It's a lazy um, Sunday movie. You said it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so lazy at times. Well, it's not. No, there's so much that's happening and we'll definitely talk about it. But there are points in this movie where I felt like taking a Sunday snooze. And uh, because, yeah, it is tiring. (laughs) It is exhausting. There's a lot that happens. And a majority of the time you're like, why is this happening? (laughs) Yes. Where are we? Who are these people? No, I know all the players, but I just at times keep forgetting like, oh, so what is the conflict happening here? Why are we in a 20 minute long pirate battle? But you know, I'm excited. Who am I? <laughs> yeah, who am I? How what did this happen? Doing? When? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, no, I'm feeling good, man. I'm excited to talk about this movie. You got uh, your, you got your trusty rum at hand. I got my, tr- I, so I got, I'm double fisting. So I got, I, I got a, you double water spirit. Tiki rum punch, and then I got my classic, like on the last pod, if anybody remembers or listened, is I got a painkiller, which is a tiki rum drink. Mm-hmm. And You mean the Breezy super- Brandini, that's what it's going to become. You, you became Breezy Brandini last week, so now we're just going to 
subsume the painkiller because breezy that's a better name it's a better name painkiller it's, it's a too, better name. i don't know it's like a, it's like a prescription it's like you're taking medicine maybe that's the joke maybe people like that for that reason but i like breezy oh they Brandini. do oh and you my should, god and was, you should make it a thing it was so funny i w- i took this bev on the road took it you know on a tour if you will uh to a uh kid's birthday party that was pirate themed and i made them and it was so wonderful to say hey does anybody want a painkiller and it was the type of party where some people were like mm, painkillers brandon did you okay just go, rewind here it sounded like you, i know it's not what it but you're like i took these on the road to a kid's birthday party it sounded like you drove drunk yeah. to a kid's birthday party and tried drive. to get kids I'm drunk talking, on, on, no, on pirate juice. No, I didn't get any kids <laughs> drunk. It was just me consuming it. And a couple other people like I'm saying, but yeah, I took it on the road as in, you know, tried it made it for other people. And, it went on, and, oh, it was like a road show. Painkiller, Brandy, like Breezy pain Brandy, new road, road show. show. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's, man, hell of a road show that would be. It's yeah. just a painkiller road show. Um, you know, really kind of induce you into a fugue state. Um, but yeah, so can that be uh, on the bottle or on the commercial for the, for the alcohol? Anyways, puts you in a fugue state. Um, Continue, continue. We got to bring our guests in here. I can't wait to have them. Uh, I'm sorry. I just, I, we got a long movie too. Yes. We we got to get into it. Let's let's bring in our lovely guests. So today we are graced with the presence of two great friends of ours and, uh, happy to talk with them about the, uh, this movie. Yeah. And so let's get into it because it's a long one. It's a doozy. Uh, today on the pod, we got Corey Hart and Sam. I don't know your last name, Sam. I'm sorry. It's soon. soon, So it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) but yes uh how's it going guys hey good thanks for having us i'm excited i love this movie so i feel like this is like perfect for me to talk about hell yeah and i understand that both of you guys are kind of big fans of disney and or at least disneyland i don't know i guess i would ask you first question off the bat is how do you feel about just like where what's your journey at right now with disney movies you know what is your how are, how are you faring with Disney in general? Well, we, we just spontaneously went like two, week, three weeks ago. We did go to Disneyland recently. Pirates um, was closed, though. Oh. oh. Yeah, they were doing some remodeling. And did you tell I them you had to do research for a very important podcast? <laughs> they, 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 don't they didn't listen. Them. Oh, that's not great. I'll call ahead next time. Yeah. Yeah. It was all blocked off. It didn't even look like Disneyland in that area. It was weird. Like it just—I don't know. Apparently, they're just like redoing the front, but I have seen some conspiracy theories of filming the new. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Conspiracy theories? Are we talking like some TikTok accounts that are telling us? Are they getting rid of Johnny Depp inside of the pirates thing? Is that the conspiracy? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, Or they don't want people to go in there. Experience. Oh wow. I okay, mean, so, yeah. ruin it. I feel like it's too late. Like you've already—he's in there. Yeah, <laughs> you can. And you could also—he wasn't in there at a point, so you could just yeah, take him out true. again and then put somebody else in. But true. I mean, nonetheless, like he's a pivotal part of this uh, pivotal part um, of this pirate series. Ooh, a lot of like like kids and stuff only know it with him in it. Like you know, like it's old. For sure. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, totally. he are probably like 
gonna be confused because they probably think they're like the same thing, you know. Well, and it's like, also it's also it. it's a pirate ride, so I mean, pirates are inherently problematic. How are you gonna, <laughs> you know, you can take you can take John F out of the pirate ride; it's still a pirate ride. So this is true. Out, I mean, yeah. yeah. There's still a bunch of drunk animatronics. Uh, I don't know. They've, uh, they've, they've tried to tailor that. And... <laughs> they've, they've tried to tailor that down. I think. I mean, originally they were they were selling women yeah. at, at at one portion of it, but now it's they just were. they're selling livestock. Livestock. Yeah. And they've toned it down. The wenches. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, they're you pirates. Come on, they're pirates. pirates. They're they're naughty. They're they're, they're naughty yeah. by nature. You can't change history. That's what happened. <laughs> So I don't get what the point. Of, it's not like that didn't happen. <laughs> it's like yeah, they're just trying to. Wow, that's opening up a huge can of worms, though, especially in the political uh, discourse that's been happening over the last couple of years. Is yeah, I mean, do you just bury these historical uh, facts uh, because they no longer suit the social zeitgeist anymore? And w what does it mean to like rewrite history to be less problematic? Right. And yeah. that is a, you know, a, a hot button issue. I mean, not, I guess not so much right now, really, if I were to talk about and kind of what you've alluded to as being in uh, why they would make changes is because and it's something that like convenient because me and James had been talking about doing the pirate series and I and it was very fitting to, you know, kind of kick off summer for our podcast to do the pirates movie because it's like it's, you know, we're going to a bunch of uh, summery type places, which is like beaches and mm. port cities and, you know, what have you. But we, you know, what happened is, is that. We had Johnny Depp has been in trial and that has just been capitalizing so much of the uh social discourse as of late so kind of just like really coincided very well you know just in the sense of being having yeah. a relevant discussion about pirates about johnny depp and yeah i mean obviously he is integral to this series and you know he ends up getting removed you know after and we'll talk about it after the fifth one because with the long because this hasn't this you know just because we're doing the trial now this has been kind of a long running thing of johnny depp uh and you know people writing pieces about him and how crazy his lifestyle has become because of these movies and then that starts you know has really come to the forefront in these um uh like legal discussions because yeah i mean these movies are massive. This, you know, before we even before we started, and I'll mention it now, and we we can talk about it. Is is that this movie was huge, like absolutely gargantuan for Disney and just in movies in general. This was one of the most expensive movies ever made at the time, um, and it is one of the yeah. It was their highest grossing, or the numbers and the box office numbers and all of that was just uh, astronomical. You know, people came out to yeah. see this movie in full force because, you know, and I don't know if we really want to comment about movie going and what have you because in two thousand seven, people were going to the movies and would go out in droves, and this is the. Has always, you know, after the they started the second one, the marketing for this has always been this is a, like a trilogy, which is weird because then at the end of this, it leaves it open for more adventures, mm -hmm. which, um, yeah, I would love to 
put a pin in that and talk about it later because it just ends up being like, oh, okay, so this isn't over. There isn't as much of a conclusion as we want. You know, does this trilogy kind of is it even allowed to stand alone because we just set up for another adventure right Trilogies at the end of it? Trilogies were such a thing at that time, weren't they? I don't know where it began, but I, my guess is Lord of the Rings was just like people realize you could film something back to back to back and release it incrementally like year after year and mm-hmm. uh, have it be successful in that way. And that was such a big risk um, for, was it New Line Cinema or whatever, to do that with, with Lord of the Rings. Mm, yeah. And, I, and Harry Potter was around that time. And then even like Matrix, they tried to follow though that another movie yeah, that we totally. did as well. They tried to follow that same formula. I feel like the first one was a yep. great standalone movie, could have existed just by itself. And then they were like, oh, it's so successful. Let's ask them to do two more because people love that world so much. And you can f- feel that and that those, that second and third one too, that they just feel tacked and on and they want to yeah. like explore the world in in a way that seems convoluted because none of these things that they're exploring were fully set up in a concrete way in that first one. And so tacking on uh, other movies after Mm -hmm. that, which you could argue with this one, I know you say trilogy, but still it really was just that first one. And then they just, they just wanted to do more, do more after that. Yeah. Um, but do you, you fun guys fact about, just to that point though, fun fact is that the script wasn't even finished by the time this movie started filming. That wow. makes so much sense. Yeah. And, and just to like a revisit of last episode is, is that the way that the, you know, from a production standpoint, this was set up is, is that, you know, uh, the first parts of the movie came out and I want to say 2003. And then we had 2006, 2007, uh, for the second and third movie. And, it was so much of the movie was the first one was successful. A Disney comes in and does the corporate thing of this was successful. We're going to order more of it. This is when we want it, make it to those stipulations. And then it, so it forces creatives forces Gore Verbinski, the director to just be like, okay, so I'm, you know, we have, we have to come up with, and to James's point, like, the first one was just set out to be its own. It's a pirate story, you know? It's very it, relatively grounded. Yes, it's got, like, you know, ghost elements, but it's relatively grounded. It's based on a ride. Come on. It's right. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I was know, just like, how much which, is it going to, how big is it going to be? That's when it's like, gets into the second, third one. It's like, wow. Right. There's a lot going on here. <laughs> this yeah. is an amusement park ride. <laughs> it seems like in, in this one that we're talking about, the third one, there's, this is an understatement even, but way too much going on that it's almost like uh, it's it's really hard to like keep anything straight, I feel like, because there's mm-hmm, sure it almost changes by by the minute almost of who's who's aligned mm-hmm. with who and and what plot point is being pushed and and it flips quickly and it's like. It's I thought it was really um, entertaining to watch. Yeah, very much so. It's definitely not boring, but I felt like there was really no um, straight to the pointness to be had. There would be like times after a major scene where like there was a huge like disaster, like some boat was like thrashed. And then later on, I'd be like, oh, I thought that person was on that boat. Yeah. I'd be like. 
the multiple shift thing was like I was, was like, oh, how did all these people survive all of that that they just went through? Like, <laughs> right? I don't know. I just kept getting, I kept forgetting who was still in. Yep. There's a lot of cat and mouse like chasing. There's so much double crossing, <laughs> and then oh, and yes. then my big thing was it's one thing to have magic, which. They, that escalates in the second and especially the third one. There's so much magic in this one and fantastical things that happen, which I'm not against. Like that's that's a that's a fun thing. We talked about Hook it was our was our last uh, Pirates movie uh, yeah. we were together uh, for, and uh, mm-hmm. you know that like I like I like the magic of course in Neverland and and all and all that stuff and that's okay. But to get concrete rules down for the movie itself to understand what the magic is and what's going on with it, it. That just wasn't nailed down enough for me to the oh. point where characters themselves were just like, wait, what's going on is. And then the whole Calypso thing and we will get to, but it's like, they're all like, is that it? Is that it? Like everyone's just so fucking confused about what the fuck is supposed yeah. to happen next. And it's like, Oh, I'm not the only one. Okay. Like they actually like, don't know what's going to happen at all. And I talked about last movie where I just love Gibbs Cause he's always that pirate yeah. that's just like, okay, let me tell you what's going on. You need a little bit of exposition. Let me tell you what's what the ghost story is behind this. And he kind of tries to straighten it out. But then there was times where he was he was lost too. I I, I don't know. But you guys, you, you guys, you guys are are right. It's like the shiniest, exciting thing. But like this, yeah, that substance level. And I think the term, what did you say, uh, Corey, was like straight to pointedness or. Or whatever mm. is like a through line, like a, a true. By the way, just uh, what's that? Just, I said not a real term. By the way, <laughs> oh, I, it is now. It is now. It is now. And it's, 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 there was in whatever you want to like a through line or something to all three. It was just kind of missing that where it was just escalating, escalating, escalating instead of having a, I don't know, more clean uh, bell curve of a resolve. It was just kind of like yeah. oh, and then we're gonna add this and we're gonna throw more stuff in. Uh, mm. Yeah. Which is just overall kind of surprising to a degree because, like, the way that this was ordered is is that he, Gore Verbinski, knew that two and three were going to tie together and they were going to round out some type of like Jack Sparrow narrative, right? Because well, especially Will that, Turner and Elizabeth Swan, it, it at least completes that. Too, that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure, and which it yeah it does, but yeah it's crazy how much is introduced in this third one that then has to have its own arc and have its own resolution where you're like oh why didn't we kind of why didn't we set up more of this in the second one you know why didn't we kind of uh yeah maybe or and also to just focus on some threads better than what we ended up getting because i think all of us are starting to share a similar sentiment of this movie's got a lot going on in it. And that seems weird to a degree of like, why does it have so much going on when you started to write this and started to set things up? You knew this was going to be two movies. So don't you, you have at least the forethought of we're going to, we don't have to finish all of this now, but we're going to finish it in three. And then how much Calypso stuff is in this, which not to say that it wasn't in it previously, but it was so serve. It's so like little bit. There is no way that they knew she was Calypso in the second one. I just, I just Mm -hmm. did, did not, 
I, I totally maybe they didn't want to foreshadow. Maybe they did know, but there was like the amount of foreshadowing in this and how much they leaned in into like, oh, Calypso this, Calypso that. Like there was not an inkling of that in the second one. There was, you know, Barbosa's boot, and you know that he's coming back because everyone loves Barbosa. Let's find a way to bring him back. But this right. this just had that flavor of let's play the hits a, a little bit um, and not come up yeah you know just just a little bit there's this this has this movie has everything in kind of a bad way too it's like yeah because that could be like a good thing oh it has everything but it's like oh i'm like full after a big long meal like oh man i I feel like a gourmand of pirates (laughs) (laughs) my peanut butter jelly sandwich and some crab legs why did i need to have both you know a lot of crab stuff in this uh before we fully jump into crabs we we should because again this is a long movie well did you have something to say Uh, Corey? did we cut you off yeah no i was just gonna say the word excessive comes to mind like yes for sure the back half of the movie i was like this is so excessive like there's just so like they're they're not even done with the new layer that they just painted on and they're already adding a layer on top of it and i was just like oh my god it's it felt like being on like a like a tilt a whirl or something (laughs) totally (laughs) Totally. yeah Yeah. rather than the actual ride which is very calm nice and you know you know you get this get a little bit of a story there's like an attack on on the fort and everything and i i love how that's played out in the first one it's pretty much what the ride ride is in that one scene where they Mm -hmm. oh pirates are attacking this this fort oh yeah we we get it or royal this movie starts with segue the the song and all the pirates being executed this movie starts with just a multitude of deaths and then a child death as well oh child death really that was perfect thought about that and i was like dang i forgot that part it was like sad and yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my god yeah for sure because i you just yeah it's really yeah shocking that they had a child murder at the top of the movie because i get that they're setting up for you know how bad the you know beckett is mm-hmm. and the hold that the uh, east india trading company has but my god they have a child singing and then gets hung in the beginning of this movie and if you yeah. to just kind of like take that piece just kind of to analyze it by itself you're like god damn it like who thought that that was a good idea. Thematically, somebody was like up their own ass and was like, oh, wouldn't it be so, you know, so thematically important if a child pirate was singing this song as he's getting hung. But again, it's a a really dark tone for the movie. And I, I, they almost immediately kind of diverted from that. Um, Not that there aren't like, you know, some, some darker points. But, but, that when I f- saw that we watched it last night, when I first saw mm-hmm. that scene, I was thinking to myself like, Oh, this is going to be like a pretty gnarly movie, but it's <laughs> yeah. of the Caribbean movies. I feel like it's sad. Like the movie has, it's more like, yeah, it's dark, but I feel like it's sad. There's other parts that I'm like, Oh, it's sad. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. There's like, totally. there's some characters that ha- there's that have some deaths in this movie. They, they yeah. feel more inclined, yeah. I think yeah. to kill off some people when, and it's like, Oh, the third one, you know, we can kind of ha- be more conclusive with uh with with some of the stuff i i will say i did like the motif of this song carrying throughout the rest of the score of the movie and how they brought back like 
the sure. yo ho, the, oh. the whatever, and then like, mm-hmm. and that kind of would come back um, in the music. Which the music in these movies, if if I can touch on that for a second, have always been good. But there are some moments in this one I really didn't like. It was really. Did, I don't know if you guys noticed. It was really like modern at times. Like when they had that standoff on the like beach or whatever the 3v3 standoff it was like again this is a wild west standoff where it's like a showdown there there's an electric guitar like it's like what what movie is this that whole scene was kind of the turning point for me where i was like oh my god what is happening like you know like sure they're just right out and saying it like you know before it it was kind of like whoa this is kind of all over the place and now they're just like yeah Fuck you, three on three. Let's go. <laughs> your like, your oh, protagonist, God. your hero, is on the enemy side in the scene. <laughs> yeah. That's where I felt I was just kind of like, huh? That's like they our were main guy, and he's like on the enemy's work. team right now. This is crazy. Yeah. I lo- I love too. There's a, like when they're doing a three v three. There's a moment where uh, Barbosa is looking at somebody to talk to them, and he's got a pistol underneath his like yeah. oh his yeah his arm. Oh like that was awesome. you know you know uh, that doesn't make any sense because if somebody in a three v three, that person would just fucking shoot you. It's not because you can't see them. The whole thing is right. to be have those people in front of you. They you had know, the and, the sword Mexican standoff last movie, and now they just got it with the guns, and there's like five different people doing it and then the monkey mm. is pointing at the parrot and the parrot says hey parlay and that got that got a chuckle out of me I, yeah oh man oh yeah. my gosh I like the monkey i love the monkey yeah. you like Jack that cory i liked that a lot it reminded me of uh the the angels my my sports team oh have. rally monkey rally monkey, rally yeah. monkey yeah it's the same kind of monkey mm-hmm. a little jack yeah, totally a little cutie pie well, I yeah. wonder if that that same monkey got some work as a rally monkey. I wonder if he he shot oh, some uh, promos for Angel Stadium after Pirates. Well, Disney. It would, been, it would have been around that time. Angels had their when they were, yeah. when did they win the World Series? It was two thousand two. Was okay. when, uh, and they were with they were owned by Disney. Uh, the team was owned by Disney before that. Um, that but, monkey. But, it's the same monkey. I swear. Now you're, well, you're convincing me more. Yeah, <laughs> similar similar timeline. Um, That's, yeah. No, I, I mean, you get how yeah. about it getting shot out of the cannon? Did you like that? I was gonna bring that. Favorite yeah. monkey moment was I mean, it made me a little uneasy actually. I, yeah, me too. Yeah, I was like, it made oh me feel God, better the that the monkey was into it. It was just like, yeah, okay, yeah. let's do it. It seemed like the monkey's idea. Technically, wow. the monkey is undead, so the, mm-hmm. the, the, there yeah. shouldn't have been any concern about his well, health. Okay. But I, I, undead, can we get into uh, that whole aspect of the land of the dead or the, you know, the top yeah, world or whatever? Well, I mean, I guess let's go, before let's, that let's, is like the yeah. Chinese opium den scene. If we want to go chron- chronologi- chronologically, yeah. like let's I think that that section is a good thing to to touch on, at least. And you talked about the tonal shift that kind of occurs. I mean, the set design of these movies are, are fucking amazing, Incredible. dude. Like these, <laughs> the coolest rolling in. And it does give you like illicit feelings of the ride going through like a slow kind of uh, boat going through like the little lanes of this town and it's calm. And there's like this ambient noise, even though it's like all these people rounding up pirates and, and shit, but it's like a different kind of world that they've haven't really uh, explored yet. And uh, yeah, so you got uh Singapore. Yeah, Singapore, Barbosa and Will Turner, Elizabeth Swan, 
uh, Tia Dama, the whole gang is there. They're uh, got a heist situation going on. They got to go meet up with this guy. This is uh, in this movie at the beginning. Jack is the MacGuffin of the movie where they got to go free Jack, even though at the end mm-hmm. of the last movie, Elizabeth Swan dooms him to his fate to the Kraken. Um, and he gets eaten by the Kraken as a little last week on Polarized Pod and Dead yeah, Man's yeah. Chest. Uh, but yeah, he just gets consumed by the Kraken due to Elizabeth Swan, And then she immediately is just like, I want Jack back. I, we all miss Jack. <laughs> and so this whole beginning portion of the movie, the first half hour, is them talking to Chow Yun-Fat, uh, one of the pirate lords. You get uh, kind of foreshadowing of pieces uh eight of nine nine of eight nine of eight pieces yes, we get introduced to the pirate council pirate council that you, you kind of uh, yeah. hear, hear rumblings of this uh i don't know i just watched uh what spirited away recently so the steam room kind of that was cool then pulling oh all those little God, things and i was like oh i was like oh it reminds me of spirited away yeah oh my god i'm so glad that you brought that up because yeah there's this wonderful like you know, doesn't really, it just is all for the environment where he calls for more steam. And then there's this like uh, this system that's in place where it goes down into the belly of whatever the house is. And then these things like flip over the signage that's like increase the steam. And you get a lot of the inner workings of this Singapore yeah. like uh, bathhouse kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'll say uh note to the Singapore scene is, is that, the way that they constructed it was it was like a big pool and then they put these buildings on top of it so it was actually this like large pool thing that they had to that they were like would go through and it just yeah it it would be so interesting to see what that looks like when you're not when it's not in the movie but so so Wait, fascinating so that's how the set was constructed was uh-huh. that- yeah oh, interesting just this large, uh, it was like 17 feet by 32 feet or something like that. And then they just built the buildings on top of it. And so all of that is like this large pool that they, you know, kind of like. It's just crazy how as, much you, I mean, you see through. all the money on screen and that was what I was saying last, this one, it's a little more CG heavy, I guess you could say. And it's in a, in a way that doesn't hold mm-hmm. up as well as, you know, you see all this, the sea creature guys, which look really great, but then there's a lot of excess, uh, another th- excessive that Corey said that it's like, it could just. It goes a little oh. too far, but there's like, yes, straight to the pointness. And there's like these just huge, uh, yeah. huge warehouses, like airplane hangar they did for the final whirlwind, uh, sorry, whirlpool. Mailstorm. Like mailstorm. Mail yeah. And uh, they like built those, built the ships, like the Flying Dutchman they built out of scratch. And, and everyone did all those hand carvings on all the, all the shits. It was, it was uh, shits on the ships. It, it was. <laughs> On the on the poop deck, they covered they covered it all. It was it was all very ornate, I I thought, and like that's that's I will never fault the movie, but they uh, yeah they sure. meet they meet they're torturing Will Turner the drowning him. They they talk they talk a bit about uh, convening the you know the the pirate crew and uh, trying to get away to the end of the world to get Jack and and get uh, they get the map from him I. Cause yeah, yeah, I think Will Turner uh, attempted to steal it. So right. the heist that's going on is there in Singapore to get Will and the map. Yeah, is, is how I would. And there's all the, the East India Training Company is just taken over the the seas. Beckett has a uh, heart. The dead man's chest is holding the he's heart of the David Jones. Chest. So he's just controlling everything. Uh, they roll up and uh, big big battle right off the bat. Um, but they. 
get away or I, I, I don't have to go through every single part of it, but do you, do you guys have anything to, to, uh, to that you think about like this, this whole kind of opium den steam room sort of scene? Like, uh, the one that I wanted to mention about that scene yeah. was kind of how, how it ended and, and transitioned into something else was like a perfect microcosm of the movie. Cause they had that one guy that was like, they had, they, we're like, hey, don't move or we'll kill him. And they're like, he's not our guy. And they're like, well, he's not our guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then East the Indian Trading Company comes barreling in. Rolls in and it's like, that's the movie in a nutshell. Yeah. It's like, People that are confused. You? Yeah. Uh-huh. What? yeah. And then, yeah, that was, I thought that was kind of a perfect little, uh, you know, demonstration. Of, sure. Of, I get- and then it was. That was after the fight, Captain Jack on the in Davy Jones' locker. I think was next. No, well, we got to get it. There's like so we're getting go to get uh, yeah, yeah, the map, which that in itself, it's got these like rotating circle things in the center of it, which is. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. I was into that. All the little <laughs> trinkets are fun in, in these movies, you know, the compass, the map, like all like the little doohickeys. I don't know. There's there's little things that remind me of like I, I walk into it, it's like a James Bond movie. There's gonna be gadgets, there's gonna be a cool car. It's like this movie, there's gonna be uh certain certain things I can hang my hat on. <laughs> You're my, a captain's hat of my, my captain's hat. The whole way through it, I just kept to not be either, like take it for what it is and it's more of just like entertaining to watch Ooh, than like yeah and you like just sure. like have fun with it. like if you watch it like that and you don't really expect much it's not as totally bad <laughs> and when totally. i stopped being analytical about it i was like hey this is awesome i'm loving this for but, sure because he kept saying like this happened tr- i was trying happen? to understand the world so that i could better appreciate it and then when i i got frustrated because i wasn't understanding it and then I oh, realized, sure. like, maybe I only need a surface level of understanding mm-hmm. to appreciate it. And I don't really need to know all the, the gritty details. You know? Absolutely. Dude, I don't blame you, but that's, because that's they, true. They, I, they, I enjoyed it. They spend three hours, you yeah. know, world building and, and doing so. It's like, I don't blame you for wanting to know, like, what's going on. And, you know, they have Dude, very yeah. gratuitous action scenes. Dude, and you're kind of like, what's, what the fuck is that at stake yeah. here? Everyone's got an angle. Like you got yeah. Norrington, you got Becky, you got Davy Jones, you got Barbosa, you got uh, yeah, Calypso, you got Will person. Turner, you got Elizabeth Swan. Everyone- every single person had something that they wanted mm-hmm. and yeah, it overlapped, but they still had to play politics and be on each other's team at times and go against each other at times. And sure. yeah, there was a lot of uh, Chris Crossing, yeah, we'll say. Totally, and it turns Apple's into awesome. a cacophony, uh, like we yeah. you described uh, Kendrick Lamar's album in a couple points. It's <laughs> oh like, my God! Can we have yeah. a bonus episode? <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, you just you start stacking so many things that have these purposes and have these uh, objectives and you know uh, uh, through lines whatever but it just it, at times it'll stack so heavily on top of each other that you're just kind of like whoa what's go- oh man wow oh what are we doing what's you know what's going on a little bit or you just uh, it, it makes you question like wait what are we doing here what is why yeah. are we here mm-hmm. and what have you and oh, we you know, like Several times. 
but to Sam's point, it's like this is an adventure movie. It's a mm-hmm. fun movie. Like we're not talking about we, and, and it, it doesn't behoove anybody to talk about this as like a critical movie. What is this doing for cinema? Like we're not no, going to no. do that on this episode. If anything, we're just going to talk about like what works and what doesn't work within the confines yeah. of an adventure movie of this story, you know, kind of narratively, like with the trilogy or whatever, just Pirates of the Caribbean in general. And like, yeah, I mean, the the things that you would point to is, is that too much is going on. Makes me confused. How did we get here? Who, who you know, what? How, We've had so many questions. From? Where did you go? Where do you come from? Cotton yeah. <laughs> right. Who's your daddy? Hey, what there is it? a cotton in this movie. There is Mr. Cotton. Yeah, Mr. Cotton. But I I just want to say I was very excited to see this movie. And that's like I that's where it's like I want in on this movie. Like I want in. Let me in. I want to have a good time. Like I was excited. I I felt the same thing. I was like, I want to appreciate this. Like I'm in it. I'm not gonna tune out. Mm -hmm. Give it to me. You know. Did you guys all see this before like Today, Brandon, and whenever you oh, guys... Yeah. That's what I was oh, going to say sure. is, like, this was the time when midnight showings of movies was kind of, like, a common thing where, where we were growing up. And so I went to see this at midnight, and it was three hours, and I remember seeing Calypso disintegrate into crabs, <laughs> and I was like, I want to go to bed. <laughs> that's when I was like, I want to go to sleep. Yeah. And I think that's the only time I've, I've seen this movie, because I was just like, I think... Maybe the association of being up in the middle of the night being like, wow, and starting to realize like, oh, sleep sounds better now. <laughs> but yeah, that's a weird that that's a weird memory associated with it too, yeah. Have you have you you saw it before, Sam? You seen this one? Yeah, but I honestly like I saw them all when they like first came out. I was sure. like really obsessed and I probably saw them all when they first came out and then didn't watch rewatch any of them in like my adult life except for like the first one and it was mostly just like for background noise or like to go to bed or something it wasn't like actually pay attention it's cozy yeah (laughs) it's nostalgic yeah oh for sure I named my fish Pearl because I was that obsessed with, (laughs) with like the black pearl you know get it oh cool I was thinking like Spongebob or something no but yeah so this is like the first time seeing it watching it paying attention probably since i was since it came out so it's been a while so oh for sure it seems like you got a got a pretty good handle on some of the stuff you're explaining some stuff to Corey, and and when he had questions he's definitely uh more adept at this franchise than i am um and yeah i after watching it last night Still, I'm not sure if I've ever seen it before last night. Oh, wow. I thought I thought for sure that I hadn't. And then certain parts seemed familiar. I don't know if it was a, a trailer or or what. But then when I thought about it, I'm like, I mean, I was a junior in high school when this came out. I mean, sure. it's entirely possible that I went to the movies and saw it. Or, you know, in the years At least people were talking about it to the extent that your memory could be like, oh, I have seen this because it it was such a cultural touchstone at the time where tons of people saw it. I mean, again, like this movie was really successful. I know that that's like an image I've had in my brain before. So, yeah. And and the Lipso stuff actually is kind of what jogged my memory. 
Mm, yeah, because there's like so much, so much to do uh, with Calypso in this movie. I, I think Corey and Sam are kind of free, freezing up a, a little bit he, here and there, just as a as a heads up. But mm-hmm. I will uh, hopefully it'll kind of smooth smooth itself out. But that the Calypso stuff is so so heavy in this movie, and this is a uh, this is kind of her movie, and this is kind of um, where all the action is centered around when. In the se- in the second movie, uh, oh, we got you, ba- got, got you back. Uh, yeah. You guys yeah. froze for a bit yeah. there. Uh, but I was just saying, like, in the second movie with, with that character, just she is so important in this movie, and there's so much importance subs- uh, ascribed to her that in the second movie, I, yeah, again, it's I'm repeating my point. It's just it wasn't, there was no amount of weight given to her beyond just being, like, a, a more of a side character um, and when Davy Jones, the issue with Davy Jones was presented to her there were in the last movie, just, I know you, if you guys haven't seen it in a while, but when they were, when they present the information about Davy Jones to her, Jack Sparrow was very concerned, uh, about Davy Jones coming to him. So he, he goes to her first. You yeah. would think that he would be like, Oh, Davy Jones, he's after me. She'd be like, Oh, Davy Jones. Ooh. That means something to me. She's just like, oh, Will Turner, you're in love. Oh, Elizabeth Swan, how's it going? Oh, what's totally going on here? And it's like, oh, Jack Sparrow, me and him were an item. There's no sort of like, oh, like Davy Jones and I go way back. And by the way, right. like, yeah, I am, so I am uh, the spirit of the ocean trapped in human form or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Do you think that's something that maybe in between the second and third movies, the writers kind of like, said, oh, we could take this character this direction. Like, it wasn't really planned for her to be that way they, in the second They one. combined things, because I, I believe they had in their... They told the story in the second one that, like, Davy Jones was in love with a woman, and some characters like, yeah, oh, like, did. oh, no, he was in love with the sea. He's got the music box. Yeah, but that... they Like, I'm saying, like, they, underst- they understood that the woman could represent like the spirit of the sea. I think I would give them credit enough that they were considering that or they hadn't made that decision. Cause when they ask like Gibbs or whatever is, or they're like, Oh, I heard it's, the, he fell in love with the ocean. I heard he fell in love with a woman. And it's, he's like, Oh, they're both stories are told and they're both true is how he describes it. So I think That's they true. knew in an inkling of like, or they couldn't decide which it was. However, I think sure. they combined that with with uh, Tia, uh, Tia Dalma, Dalma. and they were just like, let's combine them together. And, you know, in a more recent example, I know you guys, I don't think have watched game of Thrones, but when you read the books, they just, or, or other series of books, like they'll combine characters to fulfill certain story arcs. And I feel like they wanted this arc to be fulfilled. So they just found a free agent in a side character and ascribed these things that weren't present in, in the second one. Um, but yeah, I'm down to move on to the old, uh, let's get, or I, before they even get to Jack, there's a whole long scene of multiple Jacks on the black Pearl. How do we feel about this? How do we feel about the multiple Jacks is one, how many Jacks is too many Jacks? (laughs) He was all jacked up. Hey, there we go. So I think that was the first inkling that I had while watching it. They're like, Oh, I think I've seen this before. Cause I'm familiar with. Oh man! Every single time I feel like you guys Every are talking, it, it, it freezes. I'm not sure if it's like freezing if when uh, when you're not talking. But maybe we'll let's take a break, a Brandini, and maybe try to try yeah. to smooth this out a bit. We'll try to workshop and yeah. try to see if we can uh, 
make this a bit smoother because I want to hear what they have to say. And it's yeah, it's it's been hard to have them Sorry, be, cut up. be cut up. Yeah, you guys froze a bit. Maybe we can we're going to take a little little break right here and maybe see if we can can smooth okay. it out. I don't know what we can do, but maybe I got to be OK, cool. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. We are back. We are uh, back, back all together. We are. Uh, we had a little technical difficulties. Let's see if it sounds uh, sounds a bit better. I, I, I it was such a bummer uh, having you guys cut out during your during your points. So I, I think it'll uh, I think it'll be better now. Um, but we were at all the multiple jack stuff. Um, does anyone uh, yeah. else? Does anyone have anything to say about that? I think it's kind of annoying, and not, yeah, and not is, very fun. All I was saying, I they think, think it is. It, was that that was uh, like something that popped into my head of like, oh, I think I've seen this before. Um, that scene was very familiar to me for some sure. reason. So I might, maybe I had seen the movie. I don't know. I mean, which is understandable because the Jack stuff typically is what rises to the top in people's memories because he is such an iconic yeah. character and having him having multiple Jacks was, you know, such a, um, cause also too, from a technical standpoint, right. Is a, a feat or thrilling, if you will, to have, you know, the, right. the, the mean state character, the favorite character of the series to have conversations with himself. And yeah, cause, uh, last we left Jack was, he got eaten up by the Kraken. So he's in Davy Jones's locker. And that's where we uh, see him again. I will say just before we get that, I, cause I just want to make the point of, not a point, but I really enjoyed the uh, time spent on the ship before we got to the world's end. Because when it just plot wise, we get the map in Singapore, and that is going to help our characters get to Jack, who is in Davy Jones's locker, aka the afterlife. And there is a moment where they're going to world's end, which I guess would be like the North Pole, essentially, because it's like very cold. Well, there. Brandon, we all but, know the earth is, earth is flat, so we can yeah, we can yeah, assume this this movie might be just truth. That, uh, that waterfall, that was literally, yeah, that was the end of the yeah, that was Yeah, the that end, might, so. that's, that, they're just yeah. telling, telling truth. Mm -hmm. Oh, so this is a flat earther's favorite movie. This yeah. is oh, what we're saying. Yeah. It's proof. Mm -hmm. Proof. Proof. I liked, uh, just a little Disneyland uh, blurb when they went over the waterfall and it cut to black. They and they, they yeah. played uh, oh, yeah. parts of the ride. Yeah. Had, that, yeah was cool. that was cool. I really liked that, actually. It was kind of corny if you think about it, but, you know, sure. as, a, as a fan of, you know, Disneyland, I thought that was pretty Yeah, cool. not a lot of people are going to, like, pick up on that. So, I, I, I mean, yeah. some people will, but... I feel I, don't, I liked that. There was a lot of like stuff from the ride. I felt like in this one too. Mm -hmm. Like they yeah. said, "Where's the dog with the keys?" Like when they're in the cellar. Like uh, yeah. what's his name Elizabeth. Oh no, that was the second one. Oh sorry. There was the, the the keys. Something with the Something dog and the keys. Yeah, he comes back. He's Keith Richards has the dog now, and the dog's in the second one as well. That dog has a fucking journey in these in this series. Yeah. Oh my god! He, he, at the end of the last movie, he's about to get eaten by cannibals. Yeah, and then they, the and then he gets uh, gets out on uh, sea turtles, you know. So much sea turtle, you know, uh, remarks in this movie, man. They it's just funny to me because like so many things in this movie is just like 
I think they know what people like and, and I'm sure a lot of it just was like in the editing of it. Cause again, like these movies were shot concurrently. So I think as information was coming in it probably affected more of the editing than anything, but well, it, yeah, there's well, to be specific about that one moment. Sorry to cut you off, but I just, it, no. I tickled my fancy. And when I love that Corey brought it up because the ride is a, essentially a log flume and you go down a drop and at that, right. at that moment, there's like a hall, like a, a foggy hologram image telling you as you're about to go down a waterfall drop, dead mm-hmm. man tell no tale. And, and you Which go, is now Davy Jones or like the, he's incorporated Davey, in that. Davy Jones is later in the ride, but they still have that skull mm-hmm. and crossbones that, that oh, gotcha. okay. right before the first they, But yeah, um, you go down a waterfall and you hear, I thought it was, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I, you that's know fun, what? Yeah. That, I didn't even really uh, piece that together. To be honest, I, j- I was just like, oh, that's cool. They're doing stuff from the ride. But yeah, you're right. That's that's exactly what it says when you go down the the first drop. Yeah, so, it goes but, black and you hear that. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, also, bef- I, I don't want to stay on this too much and belabor it, but that the scene again in the ice is really great because that I, and I enjoyed it a lot because it gave uh, us time with Barbosa on the ship yeah. uh, with all the other characters. And I really yeah enjoyed a lot of the uh yeah i don't know uh them spending a little bit of a slow time together to have some you know quality fun did you uh, like how you knew what was going on brandon yeah and there was like a clear clear goal about what to do that was there was a little bit of like a hey this is where we're going now yeah i kind of like that they're like like, we gotta follow a map to do this thing and you know and then the second half of the movie is like all this extra crate like stuff that just builds and builds and builds. But that first part, it's like, we just got to get Jack back. I like, I like, uh, I liked Barbosa's line about, uh, yes, it's it's not, it's not getting to the land of the dead Mm. that I'm worried about. It's coming back or whatever. Right. I I noted that as a, uh, Barbosa ism. Because he is, uh, yeah, because he's known for that. Where in the first one, a, a tagline that people remember is, is that you know, you better start believing in ghost stories because you're in one. Oh, that's yeah. his favorite. That's iconic, man. That's and, he, he might honestly be like a like a close favorite. Like I'm not even. I think he's my favorite. Not, no, yeah. I, and, okay, so oh, I was, for sure, he's the most yeah. pirate. Right. He yeah, he's definitely. That's what I was saying. I'm like, he's a better pirate than Jack Sparrow. Like, he's so just 100 percent pirate. Rough around. Like, all just, that's sure. what I think of when you think of a but pirate. Also, I was yeah. like telling Corey. Um, I think another. This is like I know we're getting to like the end review at the end end, but just to, to touch on it, like I think the reason that a lot of fans liked it was because of all the like all the people that you like love, even though they were bad in like the first ones or the first movie, they're in it, and they're, like, kind of on the good side, like Barbosa. Sure. Um, so yeah. I think that they're, like, even, um, what's his name? The one that Elizabeth, like, was going to marry. Norrington. Norrington. Or Norrington, sorry. Yeah, like, that, that we haven't gotten there yet, but, like, I think that's yeah. the reason why a lot of people liked it, because it's, like, the people from the beginning are, like, kind of good now, but... They were bad, and it's like a nostalgic thing. They're all—they're all working together. They, they bring two people back from the dead in this movie. Like Barbosa comes back, and Jack yeah. comes back, and I—I I, I don't know. I—I I really love Barbosa so much. Jack, obviously, yeah. they can't let Jack go. Uh, that's just an obvious one. No. But man, it's like I—I'm not too mad about it. It's like 
fucking Barbosa rules. Like it, it's and mm. you know he got with Tia Dalman. They actually teased that in the second one or whatever, and, and they knew Jack was coming back. But I, I was kind of tussling with how I felt about bringing characters back from the dead when I was watching this movie too. I'm like, ah, how cheap it is, is it? I don't know. But I think the first half of this movie has to do with like a purgatorial sort of yeah. Uh, world yeah let's talk and, about it and ferrying yeah. those spirits through it and davy jones is that's that's what he gets this bread and butter baby is is uh dealing with those those lost right. souls and and uh that's what will turner is gonna have to do now too and i thought the th- it was thematic to what was already already going on but uh yeah. they they're uh yeah you get john you get jack sparrow uh fucking around with uh crabs and other versions of himself uh in this really that scene, cool that scene went on landscape like too too long yes i, I agree it was, yeah. it was it was cool and they had some cool visual effects and like i felt like i got what they were trying to convey like pretty early on in the scene and then it just kept going oh for sure yeah in more crabs and the ship was moving and it was like all right we get it like mm-hmm. it's very it's self-indulgent yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it's oh, but this is what you love. Like, let's give you more Jack time. You right. Know? Well, that was his first like, appearance in the movie, so it was big, a big deal, I guess. But totally, which yeah. comes in at like four where, thirty wow. minutes, thirty minutes yeah, 30 in, minutes. and it's like, yeah, wow. it's like, oh, you were missing Jack. Well, I heard you like Jack because I put Jack in your Jack. You're all jacked Jack. up. You're gonna get all jacked up. Yeah, that that Hell if they yeah. they pimped out that fucking black uh, black pearl and. Uh, and then just pimped it out with more more jacks and um yeah i agree it went on too long it wasn't as funny as they thought it was and my whole thing with jack sparrow too like as you know whatever i feel about the fourth and fifth one we'll get to those but i think he's pretty great as an auxiliary you know auxiliary character or like kind of more like a side thing like going going on of like uh Mm -hmm. but more and more as these series goes on, the focus is just completely put on him as the main character. And right. I, I think it kind of puts the audience in a weird position where I, I, I don't know, you like him being bad. And as he moves further in the center of the spotlight, I feel like they feel pressure to make him like a redeemable, you know, I, he's always going to be somewhat redeemable, but he's not going to do as, as bad of things. And, and it just gets old. His shtick gets old. And I think the critics are yeah, kind of arrive at that conclusion too. But then in the fourth and fifth one, he really is the main character, but I think it just, he cucks fucking Will Turner in multiple ways out of, oh. out of, out of Liz Swan and at, you know, out of main character duty of this movie. Cause Will Turner is just like shafted in this fucking movie. I, I, I don't know. He's, he just he has was. to deal with his early in it. Yeah. And he's just like, do I save my dad? Do I save Elizabeth yeah. Swan? And it's like, okay, he can deal with that. Let's get to more Jack fucking around okay. with himself. You know what's interesting, uh, bringing that up too, is something I noticed is that uh, Will Turner, uh, Stellar Skateboard, or Stellan Sarsgaard, he tells a. (laughs) Stellar Skateboard is another way to. That's how it's auto corrected if you type his name into a Stellar Skateboard. A Stellar Skateboard. Um, He lets Elizabeth know that Will shouldn't save him. And relatively early in it, and I made a note of like, oh, so 
Will's whole thing sucks. Like his his yeah. whole end doesn't matter. He he. We were just we told early on. Oh, this is what would happen if Will succeeds, and we don't want right. that. So right. if anything, let's stop Will from succeeding. And then like that doesn't have enough cachet to be like interesting. It's like oh okay, so Will doesn't really matter. Like whatever you can almost check out on whatever Will's doing, and then check back in. I don't know. I guess like very close to the end. I mean, it, oh, but it's kind I would, of. I would love to talk about that uh, sword fighting wedding scene for like. No, two dude. Oh, we'll we'll wait because that that's when I about lost my <laughs> fucking shit. We, we were and we holy were shit, yelling at the movie at that at that point, but. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, no freaking way. Like, I hate it. I hate it. Okay, now that we're okay, we okay, we were talking about it. I it, and I love that, and he's like up on that platform, and he's like, kiss her. Because I wanted to, I wanted to ask Sam. Sam, would you enjoy? Would this be like ideal way to get to to get married? And I'd be so pissed. <laughs> but, but wouldn't it be exciting mid sword battle to get married? What if it was conducted by Barbosa? I mean, come on. Was that guy that said kiss? Was that the officiant? Like, I'm confused. I yeah, so so Barbosa, since he was the captain at the time, was had the, like, authority to officiate their wedding. And so mid-sword yeah, battle yeah. in a maelstrom, uh, <laughs> they they get married. Yeah. No, that's a, a maelstrom wedding! Save the date! Wedding, if you will. There's a maelstrom coming up. It's a nice day for, day for a maelstrom wedding. <laughs> Sorry, what no. were you saying, Sam? Did you, did you oh, something? no, I was just saying it was a lot cheaper, probably. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, well, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that was... I mean, he yeah, is about to get the heart ripped out of his chest and only see her one day every 10 years. You might as well, you might as well do it. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. No day. Relationship goals, day. baby. Hashtag relationship goals. That's what I'm talking about. Hashtag a couple of swashbuckling couples. Yeah. Swash. Well, yeah. Bucks. You said it. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, so, so, well, yeah. Let's get back to it. So they. So they're coming back. I think that's it's like some really cool imagery. I think in in this in this Incredibly world. Cool. I, I yeah. think especially at this nighttime coming back scene with like the locket is still singing from the past scene, how they edit that. Um, and then the, the stars going over and you get Elizabeth Swan seeing her father, Jonathan Let's Price, always, always a great that performance from cool. him. Um, that, was, yeah, that was really cool. Visually. Uh, yeah, it, it, I agree. it was visually cool. It was also like really good character work too. Mm-hmm. I want to like highlight the section of them coming out of. And you purgatory. learn information through that too. And you learn information about the world. You also oh, like the characters themselves have to do a lot of growing because you see Elizabeth Swan finally have to like really deal with something. And it was her father mm-hmm. passing away and, and you don't have to see that... him die you just see see it right. come right come together in this beautiful kind of poetic way absolutely i was confused <laughs> so well, uh, like i was like it's implied it what implied is like it's implied mm. <laughs> i got it implied in a... sam helped me but also i i feel like the way that I, so, okay, I'm going to go on a real brief, just a little sidebar, but I Please. love, James knows this, I love media that that takes an interesting look at death and takes like a, and the afterlife particularly, and takes like a really like unique, yeah, absolutely. Like, like James and I, yeah, you know, yeah. we 
we've talked about that and and uh i love that idea of like nobody really knows what the afterlife consists of so why not just do do something interesting with it you know whether it's a book a movie whatever sure the way that they treated the afterlife in this i really wanted to get on board with it but it kind of just didn't really make any sense to me like mm-hmm. like you know you have davy jones locker whatever it's it's like a physical island and then the boat or the ship like kind of turned upside down and you had the green flash like it seemed like a lot of really cool ideas that just were rushed together and didn't really have any cohesion it was just kind of like a yeah oh, sure. these are some really cool like ways to frame death and and rebirth and life and things like that but it just didn't seem like it gelled the way they meant it to i agree it seemed like, okay. it, seemed like it was kind of like oh sure. these are cool ideas but also we rushed through this and didn't really give you any time to process it and then at the end of it i was kind of like wait what like so what well that's why you just what's gotta, going on here that's you know? why you just gotta watch him be like oh like Elizabeth's and i did dad died and i, and and I can appreciate it in like a just like oh that's a that's a cool thing to think about but i feel like not that I wanted this movie to be longer, but I feel like they could have spent a little more time, like actually making that make sense, and they it didn't really out, make sense. They could have cut out all the jacks and added in a little more info. I was just gonna say that same thing. Yeah, like you had plenty of extra. You could have gotten rid of all the extra jack stuff because that's yeah. a through line yeah. too. Of like, there's multiple scenes scenes of that and so many long battles. But you're everything you're saying. I completely agree with. The rules in this movie are not concrete. They don't. Yeah, they don't cool. make sense completely. Like, right, and they're catch up constantly because that's what the script is: is playing catch up. So you, right. it just come. It's it amoeba like it comes out in the surface of the material of the movie. It's like, I what's going like on, huh? They had such a good opportunity, like for for someone like me that's watching. Not that they made the movie specifically for me to watch, but I'm just saying, for me, I would have because i'm interested in that subject matter in particular in media that was to me it was like a missed opportunity i was like i i get what you're trying to do and this could be really fucking cool but you just like you know not to use yeah you sailed right past it you just you had it and you just sailed right past it and i was like ah there it goes okay yeah, what what I would say to that is is that it's something that I think I'm coming to grips with just as a human being in general is that as I'm getting older, like, and we've been doing a lot of varying types of movies on this podcast, and like when we're operating on, and I think Sam has the right opinion about this at the top is, is that this is just an entertaining movie, and it's tough at times it wa- watching tough. a movie just in general where it doesn't it doesn't take the things that should be it's not serious or like have a lot of depth to it and explore that. That's what makes a really good movie. So when you see a good movie, you're like, Oh my God, that really explored a lot of human emotion in a way that made sense. You built the world around it for that person to experience those emotions. And then you get so much more out of a movie when they are accurately and not just accurately, because there's also can be fantastical elements, but when they are yep. just co- conveying um, 
a emotions or a situation that is wrapped up in emotion in somebody's life or in an experience that people can relate to. Those are really, really good movies. And these movies typically present concepts and never have a lot of follow through because there's so much more movie to get to. And we're also on an adventure. So we're not going to spend a terribly large amount of time on what does death mean in this world? What do we feel about it? There's some deep implications about the, (laughs) the the things presented in this movie. If there is a flat earth and there is a a purgatorial sort of, sort of state, there is Davy Jones locker, all these things exist and they're introducing more and more things when before it was just like, Oh, there's this chest that has this cursed gold that turns you into a spooky skeleton. And now it's like Calypso, the God of the oceans is coming back. You know, what's interesting to me is that amidst all this supernatural shit that was like pretty cool. for the most part, I I I agree. But yeah, movie, visually too at the time, my god, 2007. Cool. Some of this, this movie visually is fucking sick. Hold yeah. still, honestly, what you will about her turning into crabs, but that looks yeah. good still. Oh, for sure. But, but right alongside that, of, of all this magic stuff that the pirates, you know, they almost take for granted because it's just part of their world, you know. But aside that, aside from that, and and working alongside of it in tandem, you have the fucking British, you know, the East India, oh they're very East India trading company, and then the British Royal Navy is. Like but they're like straight up talking face to face with Davy Jones, and it's like, how are you just straight face like going through this? <laughs> this is like an octopus man, and you're just like. Oh yeah, yeah, like just going on this, you know, whole well, conversation not, with him, it's and it's real. I know it's not real. <laughs> it was. It seemed like it was like well, it's trying to real in this movie, though, Sam. Animals, you know, I know. like yeah. like if you're if you're in a fantasy movie, you're in a fantasy movie. If you're in a realistic movie, you're in that. But I feel this like they cool. tried to blend them both, and it was kind no, of weird. totally yeah. They, like and you, that's it's, kind of it, 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 where I was. Would the why would these British you know commanders or whatever? Just be stone faced talking to an octopus. <laughs> like, that doesn't make it, sense. It's sure, but it's in the context of the movie, it's self serving because the East India Trading Company is trying to take over the world. And in order to do that, they need as much like protection. Yeah, and but we saw as that possible. get presented, and this was another thing we, we, you know, talked about last movie. There was no explanation to why he knew how the compass worked and how that would sure. lead to the dead man's chest if that's what you really wanted and like how he knew about all these things because he he comes and takes over and and that whole thing and he's like i want to control the ocean i want to and he's like oh it doesn't that compass doesn't just go to isla de muerta it goes to this other thing and there's no explanation to why he knows that and i think that's an interesting point that Corey's bringing up is like like magic is real and it's not yeah. buried under the surface. The fucking, this dude who's like heading up this East India Trading Company, like knows more than some of these characters that. do about like hidden magic secrets. It's like, what kind of voodoo is this guy getting into? Totally. Yeah. But I would just pre- like kind of contextually. Or they're just taking guys. over the world. They just know everything. And, and gals is that pirate stories are known to blend 
reality and fantasy together. That's how we get these, yeah. um, you know, supernatural elements to some of these tales. Yeah, so like, that's, that's kind of how they're approaching it, right? It's like technically, and we find out later is, is that Davy Jones was a real, was a guy and the, and he is doing a shit job apparently. Like that's why he turned into an octopus that I, I was like, oh, is he just like, so he's just so busy on, on something else that he just, uh, is doing a shit job. It was so weird of that kind of world building where in to get back to what we were talking about with the, um, you know, being in purgatory and coming out of it is, is that there were like people in the water and then there were people on boats. And then they mention it's like, there's an overflow and Dia Telma is like really taken aback. Like Davy Jones isn't doing his job and that's why this is happening. Right. And, and that's why they turn into custodial ship. Right. And that's why they turn into sea creatures on his ship because once, you know, spoiler alert, we'll get, fuck it. It's fuck a it. <laughs> fuck it. The movie's old as, you know, a couple years old. So, uh, 14 years. It's 15 years old. And we're when talking Will about takes it. Over the, the ship, they all of the uh, the people on the ship turn into human beings again. Oh because yeah, near the, the end. Yeah, this is a this is a part of the right. rule that I was like very confused by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That why that was the case because I'm like, shouldn't they be fucking dead now? Doesn't that what free means? Like, like they were about no. they were on the throes of death, and when they saw Davy Jones is like, and then he was a steward for their soul. Instead of stewarding their soul, he took them on into his crew, and then they got cursed with the sea sea creature thing too. And then if they were released from it, I thought it would, they get to move on to be dead, and so them to be human again. It's like I guess so they're just mortal mortal again. How are they going to do with their lives now that they're human again? Like what no, is- they're not human again because their their servitude still continues. All it is is a changing of hands between captains. The Dutchman always he has told, to have a. Cap- he told uh, Bootstrap Bill that he's free now. He doesn't have to serve on the ship anymore. Mm-hmm. But bootstrap wanted to. Yeah, he's like, you're free. You don't have to serve him. You don't have to serve on my ship. He's like, I I, I want to. You're my boy. Thanks for getting the starfish off of my face. It was sucking my life out of me. That's that's the captain saying that uh, you can be free to him in particular. But it doesn't mean that the rest of the crew is free. It just means that they all turn to humans. The whole rhyme and reason of that ship in particular just didn't really, I didn't understand it. That's yeah. what, yeah. That's yeah, because sure. I, they, I think that, like, I was trying to understand, like, the whole what, why they turn into sea creatures. And this is another thing where it's just like one of those Gibbs lines where it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, you only turn into a sea creature if you do this. But if you don't do it, if you're doing a good yeah. job, then you won't turn into a sea creature. But <laughs> and if you don't worry about Calypso just yet, uh, but I'm going to take another drink <clears throat> anyways. And it's just like the, that, those kind of like important lines are just kind of like, don't worry, we'll figure it out the same way on the set. They're like, hey, we kind of need that thing in the script. Yeah. It's like, yeah, don't worry. We'll get, we'll get there. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. It's Calypso, Calypso. Um, yeah, I'm down to do like the big moments in this movie. So I, I think like, you know, I, I, I don't know, like they, they're uh, cruising back. They do the flip around on the ship. That was pretty cool. Uh, visually. Yeah. I, I very cool. Some, I liked, some... I liked the, uh, what are those guys names? The comedic guys that are. Funny? Yes. Oh, yeah, the, 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 yeah. We should know their names like, by now. Like, we should great. know their names. 
upside down at first and then when right. they upside down they're like all chilling like everyone else was struggling and they're just like they just kind of looked at each other like hey, look at us you know? it's like beavis and butthead almost. they had to like film that too when they were actually underwater and like had ropes yeah. it's like they must have i don't know i would be i'd be freaking out um but and uh yeah so they they do that the flippity dippity back into uh yeah. back, yes. in, back into life back into reality uh, uh, what if they just played this? <laughs> they did that. Hey, I wouldn't mind. You want to re-edit? We can do a little re-edit. Yeah. Um, that's going to be my only re-edit. <laughs> the one. The it it would have been in a hundred. It's going to be a ninety-nine percent for for Corey because uh, did not drop that song. That. It's a miss opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Oh, Norrington is. I guess there's that. Like he, you yeah. Know, talk about the Norrington. Elizabeth Swan is yeah. is a cap captain of of that ship, and uh, they then she gets transferred onto. She's the got a very fun hat. Dutchman. She talks to Bootstrap Bill there, and then uh, tries to escape uh, because Norrington is choosing the good side now. He didn't know that Beckett was going to kill her father. Um, Sam had to explain that part to me. I really was not understanding. There's a what. lot going on what the deal was there but the movie took us like four job. hours to get through I'm kidding I no, it's movie. Movie. we kept having to pause it <laughs> yeah. go over it i salute yeah. you for your service to this podcast and <laughs> I, I appreciate it so much you this, have you, background knowledge so it wasn't all for this unfortunately but i did <laughs> help Corey. <laughs> good yeah because i mean all of that stuff is it doesn't really matter as much because ultimately beckett meets his demise uh, he does it in service of helping Elizabeth Swan. So that is his character arc is that yeah. he, old, he was very self-serving. He wanted his rank all really to prove to Elizabeth Swan that he is worthy of her love. And then there's a moment where she appreciates him to an extent that makes up for all of his like, mi like the he goes through some shit to Which get is, to yeah, where last he, movie they find him and pig shit at uh, Tor Tortuga. Um, but at, by the end, he is the one who steals the heart and gives it to Beckett, starting this whole chain of events in a certain yeah. way. So it's um, it's interesting seeing people's arcs. He is kind of an interesting character. I like that actor too. He's he's. A, I like that actor too. I enjoyed him a lot. I have like empathy for him, even though there's yeah, there's a lot of yeah. fucked up shit he does. That's what totally. I was saying earlier. Like that's one of those characters where it's like, you love him, but like he sucked, but like you love him and you're glad he's like in this movie, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's what you want Did in you... a pirate movie. You want a little bit of edge, yeah. you know, like people, and he's yeah. not a pirate, but you want people making bad decisions. Yeah. Yeah. And to touch on the thing you said about her hat, can we just acknowledge that? <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> yeah please. absolutely. Can we, can we circle back to the hat? Really? Yes. Uh, of this course. Is, I feel like they all look the hottest in this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Easy. That, like, they have some time. Instagram filter that's really working. Oh, well, like, Orlando's, like, in his prime. Johnny's not mm. too old yet. And then, like, Kira Knightley just looks bomb. So, I feel yeah, like... Yeah, everybody's very tan. I agree yeah, about Orlando. There's something yeah, where he's, right. like, lost. He's, he had, like, a little bit more baby fat before. He's a little more, like... like he's got more contour slim. Like, yeah, he's looking mm, good. Sure. Long, long. But, yeah, that's, I just wanted to say that. That was it. Oh, no, no, please. Because, yeah, I mean... That was the yeah, that that's been them. This series is they're the you know the 
love interest, the uh, the audience surrogate, really, they would be the most important thread, if you will, of most of this whole entire series. And I've been wavering a lot on their like capabilities as an actor because the way that they handled the material in the last movie was really lackluster. It, I didn't care at all about what was going on with them. Not to say that I terribly cared a lot about what was going on with them in this movie. I even made a note that it took... Um, it, it took 30 minutes, like before they meet Jack, to finally talk about something that was like a really big deal, you know, in their relationship at the end of the last movie. Because uh, Kira Knightley. Sam said that exact same thing about how yeah, totally. she, yeah, like the, the whole. Oh, she, him he not didn't know that she knowing killed about, Jack or yeah. like. And there, and there was a lot of that in talk the movie about it. too. That first yeah. time they. they it, get in contact she's he's like are we gonna talk or not and she's like no and walks away and they don't talk yeah and there's even lines in this movie leading to when we get to the standoff with everybody on the key or whatever um where will is doing things out of spite for the fact that kira knightley is not elizabeth swan is not saying anything very passive aggressive it's my burden to bear <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you that's what you said to me earlier. I'm seeing it back. How's that for Iris? That was that was something. Yeah. And then, and then I this might not fall in that exact same category, it's but toxic. When they were it's like, a toxic relationship. We can agree. Yeah, yeah. Like when they when they were like about to kiss at the end, <laughs> and then he just like pulls away, like their faces are like right up against each other <laughs> about to kiss. And then he just like and like runs away. And then she's like, wait, and then runs after. <laughs> and that and I just and I sent him a video today because I was watching the second one and he did it in that one too. <laughs> it's so weird like you're not gonna see her for however long and you might die she might die give her a goodbye kiss he just married her it's like no what the fuck kind of withholding shit is that because yeah in that second one she's like in prison he's off to find jack and possibly never see her again and he's like He's cucking himself. I don't know what's going on with this guy. He's like some sort of, he's like edge lord and like he likes edging. I don't know. I bet he loves it. Maybe he is a eunuch. I don't fucking know. Yeah. It's a, a scene in, in the movie that really cracked me up is, is that, um, so when they're like kind of really talking to each other on the ship, uh, Elizabeth Swan, uh, Keira Knightley is like sitting on the steps that come from the deck of the ship into the yeah. hole. Yeah, and yeah. it cracked me up so much that there's a shot of Orlando Bloom, like kind of sifting through the, the, the innards of the ship to get to her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is, was he doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, was he just like in the back of the ship? And he's like, Oh, she's sitting over here. And you then come you here just out. See this, like, you come here often. I'm like, why aren't, you on the, why, why aren't we just talking like, uh, you know, why don't you just movie? Let's just get to them talking. Like, oh, no. Well, and also like they yeah. make it seem like they have this like 
this crazy love, but I swear half the time they're like not even near each other. And then when oh, they I know. like a two worded thing and then they don't yeah. even kiss. And it's so. just them being like, yeah, like weirdly like, like, like it's a totally it's a bummer. These like these second and third movie, their relationship is a real bummer to watch. And it was. The first it was one like, it's it's cool, but it's they're like, you know, court like that that whole sort of like he's uh yeah. And yeah. he's the orphan boy that, you know, uh, gets to see her every now and then. It's like, there's, it's very romantic, like Romeo and Juliet or, or something. But this one, or like the last one, they're about to get married and then the whole movie happens and then they're pissed at each other at the end. And she's got this weird thing for Jack Sparrow. But it's just, it, it's, it, in this one, you're absolutely right. They don't even spend time together. And then they just, it all comes together at the end in like a not, they haven't earned that, what, that marriage scene yeah. as like, crazy and as it is already to unbelievable that it would happen it's like they haven't they even earned it together that much like that's well, and i don't they feel like they have chemistry weird thing i mean it's not really mm-hmm. like they don't really bring it up really in the third one but the whole weird thing with like uh elizabeth and uh jack how they like have some like not it's not really a thing but they're like they like flirt with each other every once in a while, like in the movie. Well, there was a little bit of that in this one too. A little bit, but it wasn't like at the end is like a joke. But yeah. it just that's weird too. It's like so he's just cool with that. It just I don't know. I know we're it's not realistic, and I keep saying like it is it weird. Is. No, it's, I, it's a weird it thread weird. to pull yeah. in this movie. It's like is it necessary? And like I, I don't know. Does it? What does it really do? And I don't know if anyone else here has watched The Office. I kind of mentioned it last week too but it like reminds me of like later seasons when oh jim and pam are finally together this is great but then they start getting into like all their issues that they have in their relationship Mm -hmm, and it's like this is sad i don't want to watch jim and pam go through this they're supposed to be like you know idealized perfect sort of sort of love or whatever it's just like hard to watch but in this one they're just kind of being shitty to each other and will turner is arguably not even the protagonist and his decisions are very like selfish and un he's undecided the majority of the movie, and when he does decide, it's for very selfish reasons. It seems like, and then their love—he just wants to save his dad. His motivations yeah. throughout just didn't really resonate with me. I felt like even which is when, a huge problem of this movie, Corey, yeah. or this trilogy, because even, I mean, and I, can, I mean, I'm sorry, but I like I didn't. I know I've seen the first two, but I haven't seen them at all recently, and. The only thing I know of the second one was was listening to your guys uh, podcast last week, but I almost felt like it was kind of random. And all of a sudden that he just decided like, oh, I got to go save my dad like that just kind of seemed out of the blue to me in that movie he's always talked about his dad that's always been a big thing i know i get I that think that's not a big thing he's talked about it sam but it's not but been they didn't, take, they didn't uh, really in the big okay, first i would say the first half of this movie in particular it his scenes were not really about that at all and then it just seemed like on a dime he just flipped and was like well i gotta save my dad so peace out everybody Oh, there's a lot of the, se- the second one had a lot to do with that, which was, is kind of uh, yeah. like yeah. resting on those laurels of what they've set up in the second one. Okay, but even sure. in the first one, like, again, it's very vague. Oh, my dad was a pirate. He's on this shipwreck and he floats ashore on this like nice boat ship. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and that's all, you know, but then the next one, it's like, oh no, there's this much deeper story about his father. And my thing, that one was like Jack Sparrow knew his, his father bootstrap bill and there was no real mention of that one in my memory of the first one of Jack Sparrow being like, oh, 
he kind of knew Booster Hype, but there was like he knew, really knew him. He like there was a there was a big story there that the writers themselves didn't know. But yeah, that's that's the whole second movie is a lot of stellar skateboard stuff. That's, yeah, that's kind of the issue you run into when you're when you're having whether it's a, a series of movies or a television show with seasons. That's kind of the issue you run into if you start kind of just writing as you go and not having an end goal or an end game. Oh, for sure. Yeah, totally. you, know, you have to kind of straws grasp at straws and and rise mm-hmm. shit up from the dead of like oh we kind of mentioned this in the first one let's get really into that now but like yeah, not totally. a natural progression so no because you don't add weight to it previously but then you right. add a lot of yeah. weight to it later it rings hollow because it's like sure. well why wasn't this addressed already <laughs> it, it, right because yeah. we need time to care if it's about such a big deal then. it should have been talked about earlier and the it fact is, that it wasn't it tells me that you don't know what you're talking about and if i'm going to go into a, a movie like i like to know that i'm in good hands and they got to figure it out even if they don't divvy out all of the information like if i i went and saw it, this is a terrible comparison but when going to see the northman that is very obtuse sort of thing to kind of digest because they're speaking like fucking Vikings and you don't get everything because the terminology is so different, but you're like, this seems so fucking real that I'm fine. Just like witnessing (laughs) this happen because it seems like the people I'm in good hands. They've done their job into setting up, uh, what they're trying to show you And this. I don't, I feel like I'm in very uneasy hands and they're just like, kind of like, and I mentioned J.J. Abrams in like more recent Star Wars movies where it's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Just have a good time. It's like an amusement park, a theme ride. And I think, Sam, I'm, you're absolutely right where it's like the more you go into that sort of viewing of it, like an, uh, like a theme park ride, like a Marvel movie or something. And it's a Disney movie. So you're already halfway there. If you know that um, you'll have a, a better time. You don't question things too much because I don't think they did. No, no. <laughs> But it almost some, at certain points it almost comes across like patronizing in a sense of mm-hmm. like yeah that's a great way to put it yeah like, oh, that's an amazing way to put it like, that's how yeah. I feel about Marvel worry, movies in general don't worry about yeah, this it's incredibly patronizing just think about this. like they're just yeah. trying to mm-hmm. guide you into this thing where it's like no I'm I'm thinking critically about this and it doesn't really add up you know yeah but that's there's a point there it's I don't know if necessarily for sure. And I, I don't know. I just feel like there's that's fine to have movies like this, but yeah, then there's is, there's times is. where you want to watch movies where you have to think about it. Totally. But this is if you were like if someone like Sam. a deep movie, don't play this. No, yeah, like, you're don't totally right. Yeah. But if no, you want to see a fucking shit battle in the middle of a whirlpool, baby, like oh man, that, come on. There's part I start to question myself. I'm like. Am I having fun? Like, or I guess if you watch Party Down, are we having fun yet? Uh, it's a yeah. weird reference, but uh, it's no, like, it's I'm like, do I, do I want this? Or like when I watch the new Jurassic World movies, I'm like, there's certain parts where it's like, I know what you're trying to get me on your side and like this, but it's like everything, yeah. this okay. is a big shiny, big shiny turd. It's kind of, yeah. it can be a big shiny turd. Those movies, because I can get there because I'm like, okay, just stop thinking so yeah. much. Like, mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah. okay, I have to think all day at work. So cool. I can literally just sit here and watch cool well, shit. It's, it's entertainment. At the end of the day, it's entertainment. This is not totally, totally ever yeah. attempted to be, a, you know, cinematic masterpiece or, a, you know, some text of our generation or anything like this is this is a blockbuster film and and. It doesn't it's not beholden to anyone rather other than people that go see it in the theaters, essentially. 
Mm-hmm. You know, right? But I I just want to steer this in the direction of like, and our guests that come on this podcast and myself at times, and I'm sure James feels the same ways, is that you also want to hold film and movies up to a particular standard. And you would go, I would like it to at least like a good movie is this. And I would like it to at least get there. And yes, there are a lot of blockbuster movies that are very similar because they don't get bogged down in like, you know, character development or like really emotional stuff. They move more fluidly to visually like stunning crazy action stuff but there's nothing wrong with being critical about a movie and saying like because this movie could have a lot of what it had if like think about it or the way that i thought about it and i would just implore maybe or try to convince you guys to think about it is is like what if you took little like small parts of the chow young fat small parts of them going to you know purgatory the dad stuff like and just cut the movie more and then really had better intentions to think about this world in a particular way as opposed to how do we just get more action on the screen and it's fine to have action for sure and again the point i'm making is it's it's totally cool for a movie to be entertaining and if it's entertaining then fuck yeah we go to the movies to be entertained we don't always go to the movies to be challenged but there is also a way like you when you You see a good movie that's what i would say is like there is a great movie is you know a movie for me that i think that is entertaining and has and focused and great and character development all that is that uh back to the future the first movie like there's a way to have that's another great thing to bring up in terms of trilogies as well Uh, totally um like there's a way to have a fun movie that also is yeah has the other stuff or another the future is like a, like makes you think or challenges you yeah absolutely because i think you you uh, marty goes back to try to make himself cooler and as a high school person that like wants to you're like your parents aren't cool but like you love them and you want like they're you're, the reason you exist is because of them and all of the things and qualms and and whatever that is set up in that movie has payoffs has like an arc and all of that stuff that i makes for an entertaining and adventurous ride but also just makes you think of like yeah man like you know what the reason i am here is because of my parents and i yeah. should love my parents more there's some left in there yeah. i think a really good one that has everything would be like the dark night i feel, I feel like totally. that was super like <laughs> hell yeah i mean that, that's kind of like yeah, standard yeah i mean but that i mean you're right like i totally get what you're saying they can you can do all of it but and that's the that's all i want to bring up and we'll get back into the plot of it is is that it is okay to critique a movie that is a blockbuster big adventure movie and yeah like if it doesn't, you know, there are things that it's not going to do well. And we've already started to kind of belabor them to a degree of like, 
I don't at times get why somebody would be there. You have too much going on here. Let's pare this back. I can pinpoint certain things already that have happened that are really wonderful and they don't need to just have so much of a like, yeah. I mean, this is a great showing of a visually, you know, a huge visual feat for sure. And you find that a lot in these action movies. This is like when tech or now that we can do it, you know, yeah. we're going to, but then you're proposed with the question, should we? Right. God should damn we? it, Brandon. Now you're going back to Jurassic Park references. You can't do that to me. Yeah. yeah. You can't do that to me, Goldblum. You got you're you're being you're being a real Goldblum today. Goldblum's point though, I don't think a single person involved with this film ever once questioned, should we do this? Oh no, that was that never breached. On the table. That yes, was, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah, do, everything. All. Yes, do everything. Uh, well, let's. I, I'd say we move on to at least one of the big scenes. Uh, if if we have anything to talk about the big uh, pirate uh, gathering at Shipwreck Cove, that's so, that's like it. that's just one of those things. Where it's like, oh, this is what I. This is kind of what I want. This, this is, is what I want. want. Like a bunch of pirates totally. trying to like, uh, and and the whole like uh, eight nine pieces of eight. And I was looking into that how they they would take like a. It just wasn't fully explained, I think, in a in a way well enough to me in the movie. So I was like looking into a bit more um, of just yeah, they would take like an eight eight piece or like it was worth like eight shillings, whatever it was, and then just cut it into nine and then separate it uh, to nine nine pirates. Or and whatever. I love too just, that, that it cool was thing. like different items as yeah, well because they didn't have any money because mm, Gibbs no wouldn't be talking about it, right? They're mm. like they don't have money. They're pirates. Everybody has a like a totem, mm -hmm. uh, you know. To, uh, speaking of Dark Knight, Christopher Nolan, like yeah, they, I mean it's Inception, these, but good, yeah, you got it. I know, I know, but I'm just <laughs> Christopher Nolan. I, okay, God. I'm being a little stinker. No, no, I'm I get what you mean. I'm being a little stinker. You know what? Um, actually, uh, actually, sorry, Brandini, but it's Inception. Um, but then we get a uh, we get our. Oh yeah, and I also love that it's like worldwide. You see, you realize how like small their story is when it's like, oh, they're just like a piece of like the pirate puzzle. Uh, and then we get a uh, Keith Richards. How does everyone feel about Keith Richards? I'm that, a huge fan of Keith. That caught me off guard. Did you know now, that going in? No, I wow. knew. So, what was the process of discovery? Did Sam be like, "Hey, do you know who that no, is?" Or was it just I, like, "Oh, dude, wait." The second they put the camera on him, I was like, "Cards!" Like, <laughs> but Yarr. I knew I knew he was in the franchise. I just didn't know he was in this film. I mm -hmm. thought maybe only in the fifth one or something. Which is another, like, now I'm swinging back the other way on the pendulum of, like, have I seen this movie? Because I don't think I, I don't remember seeing him in a movie. I just remember reading, like, oh, he's going to be in the, the new Pirates movie or whatever. Yeah, and there was also a lot of literature, like, about Jack Sparrow leading into this as well, because... It was well documented that uh, Johnny Depp, is, Johnny Depp's inspiration for Jack Sparrow is that he was friends with Keith Richards, totally. and he was like, "I'm going to turn this into a pirate." Yeah, he yeah. had to convince Disney to do so. Yeah, they were like, "What is this? We don't want you to do that." He's like, "You just got to trust me that this is going to this is going to pan out and this is going to work." And sure. I mean, how successful this series is 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 mind blowing. Knowing that he's he is the key of, of it all. Um, I just want to say that it's so funny how he is introduced and what role he plays because 
I also read that Keith Richards was so fucked up on set that they had cool. to prop him up in situations because he was just falling out of his chair. He was that fucked up. Oh, maybe not turn. so cool. Yeah. And not so cool, but it cracked me up and I wrote a couple notes about how, so there's this whole like pirate consortium. I can't remember. What are they called again? In the movie, there's like a name for the pirate, whatever. Anyways, they're all talking about plot stuff and what we need to do. And I also, I want to mention it was very cool, but also very brief that Elizabeth Swan was a pirate like Lord. It was she's a really, captain of, she becomes captain of the Singapore yeah. ship and then she yeah, becomes crazy. a pirate pirate king. She's the pirate king. Yeah, she becomes the pirate king. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> you know what? But you know what? Uh, 2007 making a, a woman a pirate king, like good on them. Like it gave, yeah. because we had critiqued Elizabeth Swan in particular story, like our character progression, what she's doing a lot in the last episode. And like to give her more purpose, like she is there to be a pirate lord. She also is she making larger decisions and yeah. being a badass. That hat though was very fun. And yeah, love the hat. Yeah where it was like it winged out and had like a little tip yeah. thing going on and i was and like she has like wow. moments with everybody like at the beginning beginning of this she has this whole rapport with barbosa as well so it's like i don't know she she kind of represents a real understanding of the world of this movie and then she is the one making the big speech at the end too and i thought that was sure. a big okay. moment to give to okay. her her as well Totally, man. And because we, again, critique so harshly her and also William. And again, like that relationship, too, obviously doesn't like. Come yeah, I, to... I like her. Be I like her better than Will Turner in this movie, for sure. Dude, I mean, right? like the, la the last one, I guess, Will gets a little bit more to do. She's kind of like put to the sideline and in, in the second one i i think because she's just her thing is like she's upset that she didn't get to get married which is what kind of comes oh, out at I the know. end it is right. really like the main thing she's like of that's her kind Pissed of her, her arc one. in that movie which is yeah. is just frustrating and this one she gets yeah she gets to do a lot and uh like right from the beginning and and she uh does a very respectful cool thing as well when she's like uh, right. all the her crew who backstabbed her a second ago are like fuck her she's the one who's the captain even though we had no respect for her before she's like I'm going to the brig with my crew because fuck you Norrington and yeah. I thought that I don't know I thought that was like a that really awesome. nice character yeah. moment for, for her as well and, totally. and she had a lot lot more in this in this movie and, and moments to work with and Will Turner was just um, a little a little annoying little guy uh, yeah. in, in my opinion, a little, a little, uh, I don't know. I just don't believe what he says. And maybe they, I'm not sure if that's the acting or the writing or how the, his, the or the character, I, but he just doesn't, it doesn't work for me. And maybe the first one, it's kind of fine. Cause he's just like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is a whole, everything's new to me. There's a whole new world. And by now it's just kind of like use yeah. is the character acting like he knows what he's doing or are you acting like the, he, the wouldn't that be what they gave him, though? Like, didn't he have to kind of probably work with, like, what they yeah. gave him? No, for sure. But I guess I, a question that I would propose to you two, because we talked about it a little bit, and I would, like, since it's such, like, their acting and their storyline is so pivotal to the series, like, it, out of 10, like, what would you rate Orlando Bloom as an actor? 
Oh, I was actually just going to say, like, I have... Like, in general, like, after having seen this movie, obviously it's going to influence it. I was just going to say, I don't feel like Orlando Bloom or Keira Knightley do as well in other movies. Right. (laughs) I haven't seen, like, other Keira Knightley movies. I feel like she's not that great, I feel like. And then... Isn't it crazy to think about that? She's great in perfume commercials. (laughs) Well, yeah, because she just, like, has a good body and stuff, but... Right. That's what I guess I'm I, I, I don't want to bring up my biases too much, but like there's a weird situation of like they're just really good looking. Are they good actors, though? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they do better in these movies than other ones. Like I just recently watched another Kira Knightley movie with um, James McAvoy. I don't remember what it was called, but Atonement. Yes. Atonement. And I don't heavy movie. I like her in that. For some reason, I just felt like she maybe it was just like a weird character. I was used to her in this, but I just was not a fan of her acting for some reason. And it yeah, no, I not think, for some reason. You you're providing your reasons. Yeah, I, I saw you, it the other way. I used to like her a lot. And and yeah, I think this I've movie as seen well. it. Like you could comment on her acting in this movie and how you feel about it. And that's kind of the root of what I'm getting at is, is that it's weird to think about Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley as like really big actors and actresses. Um, and seeing them in stuff and you're like, oh man, you know, cause James brought it up on the last pod of Lego loss was a huge introductory for a, a lot of people, myself included. And I think James too, of, uh, Orlando Bloom and that character is very stoic. So is he a good actor or is he just like. It, it totally capable yeah. of reading lines and looks. Great, good. I think his physicality yeah. is good. Is 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 great actually, and his like you know fighting with swords and in athletic, and I think that same goes for for Kira Knightley and and all those battle yeah. scenes and the way the things yeah. that they had to go through to shoot some of those things. I th- I think they were very successful in in that sense. But I'm I'm kind of on that same page where you know he's more successful in a stoic sort of say a few lines that are monotone and then you can kind of just present yourself physically as like, I'm an, I'm an archer elf man. And that kind of comes across well. Um, but I think I saw Elizabeth town in theaters at some point after this. And I was like, his voice, that's his voice. His voice sounds different. It's just like a different octave than I expected. He like, I, his, I think I was so used to like his mystical, fantasy voice and like uh mm, legolas sure. so when i saw him in like a normal movie, normal movie it just didn't translate to me i'm like you can't be an, a normal guy this is weird um <laughs> but yeah so i there's the whole the whole pirate convention and everyone has has a time and uh they all make elizabeth the pirate king she decides because her and Jack are in agreement that they should fight, and so Jack gives the vote to her. When I thought that was funny, that everyone, every pirate usually votes for themselves, and that's just never. So there's never been like a pirate. There's very rarely pirate kings because no one can agree right. on voting for someone other than themselves. And uh, then it gets leads to the third movie big battle. Like I don't know, Return of the King. Like let's just give the people what they want. The big long battle, and and that's what this whole last hour really is. Like, I, I think I, I, I was kind of pausing, pausing here and there. Yeah. I know Corey and Sam, you guys said you were, you were pausing at moments, but I, I think I, I was pausing around that speech and stuff. It was about an hour from like tying Calypso up, 
Should we talk about that? Should we talk about how does everyone feel about Calypso turning into uh, a giant woman and disintegrating crabs? I guess we kind of brought it up earlier. I think cool. this is where I start to, to check out a bit, honestly. This is this is a moment where I'm not crazy. It was set up, I felt. Like, it was just like, all of a sudden, this is happening, and it's over. And then they, it's just, I feel like the time wasn't spent in the right places, I yeah. feel like. I feel like the pacing with that scene in particular was real weird, because there was this huge buildup to that. And then it happened pretty quick. And then it was like, oh, well, that's not really what we thought it was going to be. So let's move on. And then that was it. It was just kind of a weird. I was I was super confused by everyone's reaction to her, to, to that happening, mm-hmm. because it seemed like they were all kind of mirroring my reaction as an audience member of like, ah, oh, well, that wasn't what we thought it was going to be, but. Anyway, we still have stuff to do. Well, like three, like three separate characters all say the line, is that it? Is, is that it? And then something yeah. else would happen to be like, is that it? Okay. And then something else and then be like, oh, that wasn't it. And then it was just like anticlimactic moment after anticlimactic moment. And then a whirlpool forms with, with the oh, weather. But the, I'm sorry, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is it's a maelstorm. Come it, on. It's a maelstrom wedding. Uh it's a nice, nice day, day for, for a, a, a maelstrom wedding. Maelstrom wedding. <laughs> yeah. But I like I think if there was some sort of like, I don't know, Teodoma voice or something to remind you this is happening because of, of me uh, and I'm doing this. Because once it starts happening, you almost kind of forget that's it's her. I don't know. There's some there, yeah. there's like a disconnect of like the lead up to it. I, I totally know what you mean where you're kind of like okay it's spinning now here we go she's doing it i i wanted like a mummy totally. face in the water like yeah like, oh. totally. yeah like that for sure yeah it was almost yeah. kind of awkward to watch because there was no like punch punch line to for lack of a better term there was no like Ooh, there it is. It was just there's like, a lot okay, of things that you have to kind of like guess gross, yeah. or just be like, oh, like assuming that's what it is. Or I guess it's to simply put, and I would like to see how you guys feel about this is that her vengeance in creating the maelstorm was to like lessen or prevent Davy Jones from succeeding in his journey because there is a conflict between. Uh, Calypso and Davy Jones in this like I don't fully get it maybe I need more of an explanation of Calypso fucked Davy Jones over and that's why he doesn't want her to become Calypso again and that's what his apprehensions were and then once she is fully released it was concerning to him that now that she's a unleash that it's gonna fuck him over i thought like it was mainly he fucked her over no and he's sad i think he was very sad yeah, yeah. i feel like he had the whole moment when we first see him in this movie where he's like hunched over the uh but the, he was uh, like part of the reason he like trapped Morgan. her in human form was like a, a thing he's like i'm i'm locking you in a human form and she like didn't want that I think that might have been him getting her back for her fucking. That's what, exactly. That's what right. It was, okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. In the in the in the um, movie about who's who slighted who, I think there. I forget exactly who was talking about it, but there was some kind of conversation about 
well, didn't you do that to her? Or, you know, there was some confusion about who started it, essentially. (laughs) That's what this movie does. And it's like that sort of thing where, like, they need, in order to introduce new things that have happened in the past that the characters know, but the audience doesn't. I was talking about talking about this with Brandon earlier is like, they have to do these lines of like, don't you remember? Like, don't you remember that happened uh, like that time ago? Like where obviously that character does, but the audience doesn't, it's like, Oh no, I remember. Oh, you're asking because the audience is here. Oh yeah. No. Okay. Continue. Explain. But like, don't you, did you forget that this happened? And then they can, so they can provide more exposition. Yeah. It's like dangerously close to breaking the fourth wall in a sense. Like, they don't outright do it, but it's it's like the next is breaking the third wall, so to speak, of like, hey, guys, remember this? Like, you know, that was their way of 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 just nearing breaking the fourth wall, but not with the multiple jacks it was a way to have Jack by himself and talking, but not just to himself or just to the audience and looking down the camera. But he's able to be himself. And yeah, just bounce off other other versions of himself and everything. But it just comes across yeah. as lazy and uh, patronizing clear- of like, you like Jack. Like you said, it's just like, you like Jack. Just take some Jack. Take your little bottle and have fun with Jack. Yeah. Yeah, it's a clear indication that the plot is too complicated, that it's almost like a screening note of like, we don't yeah. understand, the the audience doesn't understand why he's upset with that person about X, you know? And so we're going to have more explanation about why that person is there. And it just continues to just facilitate this overall opinion about, I think because most people, because now we're starting to get to the end of the movie. And like overall opinion of it and like, yeah, it's when they're circling the maelstrom and fighting, having a wedding, we're having uh barf. We're having um, Will is so this whole thing, right, is that, you know, the Dutchman has to have a captain. So there is this kind of like, you know. You know, bouncing around of we need to get Will as the Dutchman or the captain of the Dutchman. So he like he dies, right? Like he gets stabbed and then not Barbosa, David Jones gets stabbed. And there's a lot of, you know, people meeting their demise in this maelstrom battle. That Beckett death. Or that, or that's and after. The, that's oh after. God, we'll, we'll talk about that. After. Day, yeah. Oh that my awesome. god, that was like, oh, so sick. <laughs> Visually awesome. Fucking that guy cool. fucking sucks. Yeah, and which is kudos to the actor because he just is so good at having this. Yeah, I like him. That I want. I, li- I, I love to, or I love to hate him. Yeah, I love to hate yeah. him. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the leader of the East India Trading Company. Well, I mean, yeah, that that death is great. I mean, I'll just say like all the little pieces, and I guess it was like oh my god, yeah, the actual sure. explosions and all practical like explosions and effects from this uh, shooting it in front of this blue screen of the ship and everything. But then they composited him in, um, so it was uh, yeah, it felt like all those little bits of wood and particles and everything were real particles, and that felt really uh, sure fun and fun to to watch in a in a in a deservedly um kind of uh like in the in a movie filled with excess in this death i think it's kind of deserved because that guy is such a prick you know so it's like yeah let's watch him fucking dissolve into very satisfying to see totally him die but just get fucking exploded like exploded Mm -hmm. yeah for sure after being like i don't know what to do oh jeez 
Yeah. Yeah. So, w- given the maelstrom battle, really, it's uh, w- Will, Will becomes the uh, cap- captain. Yeah, captain of the Dutchmen. Uh, Jack Sparrow and Elizabeth Swan escape on like a parachute type deal. <laughs> Dude, Which wait. Was- okay. One thing. Uh, I there was in that whole battle. Jack was on a, a rope. Right. And he was kind of circling around like five minutes. Dude, I want to say it was five minutes. Like they were going back to other stuff within the battle. Totally. My God. It was, we looked at each other and we're like, he's still just flinging around the ship. Fucking so, right, and uh, hopefully, it, yeah. uh, I, I hope all of us make some comment to it in our final review, though, is because I uh, when that this maelstrom battle man takes so fucking long to the point that I came out of it and I'm like, oh, that's right, we're circling a drain right now, yeah, because like, I just literally so and figuratively, yeah. So much was going on that I, uh, I, how could I not forget that two ships are going around in this storm circle and insane, absolutely insane. And there's different, there's so many factions. So yeah, you got pirate faction, you got East India trading company, you got the Davy Jones faction, people still more double crossing occurring. I liked when Davy Jones sucks that guy's face off. That was kind of cool to see him like, oh, those tentacles can, can do some work. They can suck that face. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there's the final moment with Will and his bootstrap bill father. Uh, and then it's just kind of like, all right, babe, let's go have some, uh, as, uh, as maybe, uh, Carrie would say from sex on the city, they're going to have a little sex on the beach or maybe a Cosmo. I don't know, but they, they go with the sex on the beach. Um, and they knock boots. The weird, weird. it was a weird. Oh yeah, that was what we were talking about earlier, where he goes right up into her grill and is like centimeters away from her mouth, and then just like storm and off. like turns his face and walks away. What a withholding weirdo! Chase after him, and it's like, what the fuck, dude? Just... And then when he when she runs after him, he, he kisses her, but it's like, really? Why'd you yeah, have to? Yeah, totally. I don't. That's a stupid fucking move. I would get so annoyed with that, Sam. Like, yeah. if Corey did that to you every single time you went in for I mean, like, how would on. you react? Right. Absolutely not. How do you know? But I if you look like Orlando Bloom, well, how that much would you put up yeah. with it? Yeah. He doesn't look exactly <laughs> now. So. <laughs> He's He's for anybody listening, Corey is way hotter than Orlando Bloom. Just putting yeah. that out there. Oh, yeah. guaranteed. And I mean, like, it would have been really funny to me. There is an end credit scene. I don't know if anyone else stuck around, but there's an end credit scene of him coming back. And it would have been hilarious to me if he's just like, I've turned into an octopus, man. Do you still want to kiss me? I'll take that kiss now. Hi, son. I'm your father. I know you've been waiting 10 years to see me. You want me? Okay. It's too real. Is that's why I hate it. Well, that's Brandon, not... you don't like my octopus <laughs> man <laughs> character. Come on! Oh, I got okay. you. I... For the record, this sucks. <laughs> hey, come here, boy. <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing this for the rest of the episode, and I'm just gonna be that. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the octopus dad character. Um, yeah. So two, let's two let's two move on are... to uh, um, to reviews. Unless anyone else has anything to say. Yeah. I two wanted names. I wanted. Uh, Real quick, just my favorite line, I think, in the whole movie that I'm not sure 
whether even I believe that this is like one of the deepest lines I've ever heard or one of the most ridiculously stupid lines ever, but it was, um, okay. I have to remember exactly. It was, it was one of the Brit. It might've been Beckett. I think it was, I think it was, I, think was I might know what line you're talking about, but you, I want it, you to say it. He said, uh, the immaterial yes. is no longer yeah. immaterial. He says <laughs> so, that he yeah. says the immaterial has become, that's become immaterial. Immaterial. It's the most redundant shit. I think I, the, pause, the pause was really like you're hanging on like what he's going to say it has become. And then he just uses the same word that he started the sentence with. But then if you think like at first I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But then when I started thinking about it in the context of what he was because he was talking about like how no one's like, afraid of pirates and or not pirates, but um like spirits and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like a double meaning kind of like immaterial Uh, spirits has become like irrelevant. He's using one meaning for one and then different meaning. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's become a folk tale. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. but after the fact, I was like, that's actually pretty badass. But when it first came out of his mouth, I'm like, what did I mishear that? Like, what does he, what does he mean by that? He delivered it. Well, I mean, there's a way to deliver that line or you're just like, fuck you. But, if I can say like uh, a couple of my lines, not where they're on lines, I'll be quick. Is <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Gibbs okay. Gibbs at one point says, "Slap me thrice and hand me to my mama." <laughs> I think that's Gibbs. Um, and then there's uh, there's also I think Jack says this in the pirate meeting, uh, something uh, to the effect of utterly decept- deceptive twaddle speak is something yep. that he says. And then another line that's said later, I'm not sure who, but I, ha- I had to write it down is. This is one of those, it's like, does it mean, is it stupid or does it actually mean something? Dying is the day worth living for. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what Barbosa says. Yeah. I mean, when Barbosa says it, you you believe it, but. It must be cool if he said it, yeah. Yeah. It, it even Dying is the day worth living for. Okay. Yeah. So uh, a note that I have is is that towards the end of this movie, well, at the end, is that uh, Will and Elizabeth casual beach outfits are so fashionable. So when he comes back at the very after end, ten year, uh, yeah, when he yeah. comes back after ten years to fuck her, uh-huh. he's just like both of them are wearing these just like very fashionable. She even has like this; it's like a black jumper, and then has a belt in the middle of it, and they're just like ready to just fuck, and they got these fun outfits on. Had to he make looks great that. with that little bandana on his head. Yeah. Oh my god! And his hair looks like it's soaking wet. He just got like, just like her. Yeah, just both of them, tan as hell, soaking wet. Sorry. That's the de- love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then and then you get, you, get, you get them finally singing "Yo Ho Yo Ho Pirates Life" for me. You get they they get, they get the kids singing in there, but. I'm just picturing her being like, oh, yeah, your dad's a pirate. You want to be just like him and that pirates are like a good thing, which is kind of warped. Oh, speaking of that real quick, I had a question. Um, The very, very, very last scene of the movie, which I know there were many times where I thought it was the last scene, but the actual last scene of the movie where it's just uh, Jack and he's in the little rowboat and he's got the Mm -hmm. rock and the map Mm -hmm. and he starts singing the song, right? Yeah, totally. Is that in another movie too is that how they end movies or is that they they ended it with the first one so it was a callback to the first one so the first one ends with him singing drink up me hearties yo ho 
Right. And, and it's just a, one of the verse lines of it. It's not like the main chorus. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. and, he, and he just is kind of mumbling and really bad eggs. Drink up me hearty. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you just kind of, oh, like, oh, like he did from the first one. Ooh, I like Damn. it. It makes me happy. Uh, but yeah, and I think the last yeah. thing before we get into the reviews is I, and you know, I just want to pause this to everybody is so there's a moment when they, when Will and Elizabeth fuck and then they, you know, Will's going to go off back on the ship. Elizabeth knows that she's pregnant and I feel like I've seen this in a movie before and it is the weirdest thing to me. And it stood out again. It's like a woman who's just had like immediately knows that she's pregnant after having sex. And that is like the craziest concept to me. That's a narrative. That's a narrative. Like, I would think unless I mean, go ahead and explain. Yeah, please, Sam. Yeah. Well, okay, so, like, if you time it right, they're obviously pirates. They're not using any control, you know, so. No, definitely not, yeah. She probably, like, was like, well, I'm on this time, and, you know, that happened, so. That's fair. Wow. I I do think there's an element of, yeah, also, like, they they really need to imply certain things in visual dialogue where they just need to let the audience know what's going on because what if you don't see that end scene because that ends that end credit scene happens after what if you walk out before the credits you don't see totally it's like oh i would like to know that yeah i don't know we didn't watch that we didn't but yeah yeah and i yeah and maybe you're you're a child and be like oh i get it like i get what happened here like she's rubbing her belly that's i know i'm a child and i i get what that means you know yeah totally yeah it's it's just but it's like very like implying like telling you yeah yeah i guess i would just say like it is the fucking weirdest thing to think that a woman knows that she's pregnant after having sex i mean she shouldn't but what i was (laughs) like that's insane to me and the, the movie is positing that she gets that there is literally i made a note of it a moment where she's like after they spend the night together, obviously they don't show them having sex or anything related to that. It's more like they knock you know, boots. Will, they show the boots. That's fun. They show the boots. That's fun. But like it, the idea that somebody thinks a woman knows when she is pregnant like that is like such a dated concept that I would just attribute to the 2007 element of it, which is weird to say because that's not that far away. And then for a, like to pause it in a movie that a woman knows that she's pregnant after having had sex is like weird. I don't, like, get, that. I, I don't, I don't get that at all. Like, I, that, she, I don't think she was like, I am positive, but like, I've had my friends tell me like, I know when or something, but like, immediately after, like, I think like that when you're zipping no, up your pants, no. I mean, like, I'm just saying, I think that like some people know, I yeah, know, but, but I, I think, okay, but uh, I want to just dig into that a little bit. Like some people know. So why would they know? Like they just the feel the hit of it. Like no, that dick is so good. No, I don't think they, <laughs> they don't know for sure. I think they mostly. Totally. But like, there's like a weird. Right. I don't want to ascri- ascribe weird. I don't want to ascribe weird because it's not like if you feel like you've been knocked up, then that's your own journey. So I don't want to ascribe like that being weird. But like it, there is seriously a moment in the end of this where she goes, like, oh, 
Oh, like, like oh my god. It's, it's like, like oh, it just I felt the egg being fertilized in my body, and then she changes her like demeanor and runs after him and then embraces him like we're oh. really bonded. And it was the craziest thing to see because then I also thought about like I feel like I've seen this in other movies where there is like, you know, maybe not always towards the end, but there's like a moment where the two main characters like have sex and then there's like a afterwards the woman is like ooh that was like a good fertilization and it is seems so crazy again i i think like the dis the disney element of like if you're going to have sexy time like it's for the purposes of like procreation these are this is how babies totally. are made and this is the reason right. that that they are doing this and that's an easy way to explain that to a child that's watching a movie and maybe doesn't understand it's like oh that's how I don't know. Maybe this is a stretch of what I'm thinking, that's but I was just like, it's, that's good. if you're, that's good, if you're yeah. going to have that sexy time moment, maybe that's their way of being like, Oh, there's yeah. For procreation, whatever it is. That's a good, a good way to see it. I, I also feel like it's a bit of a shortcut. It's a, like you're showing something that is, would normally take a long time to show. And they've already spent three hours on this goddamn movie. So, Maybe it's just like a yeah, because it's meant to be like a oh, totally yeah, absolutely, Corey. Like I get from a plot standpoint, like we need to just show okay, so they're they have a kid together. Like obviously that's the end result of it, but right. it is so interesting to think like from a writing standpoint that for some reason, and I guess that's why I implored Sam a little bit is like women know when they get pregnant and that is like a crazy concept to me because that seems like made up by a man that women know immediately when they're pregnant but you're kind of alluding to the fact that maybe there's some kind of intuition that some sometimes you have when you're especially i like i don't want to talk about casual sex i'm talking about like say you're trying to get pregnant for example like i don't want to bring it into the sense of like you know uh, a, a woman having a one night stand or having casual sex knows that she's pregnant. Like maybe you're trying to have uh, kids and then there's a moment where you have sex and you're like, man, that was really good. And I'm feeling good about it. But I mean, that seems insane to think that still wouldn't be a way that, a <laughs> like, that you would feel like <laughs> it's a, I mean, there's magic in this movie. He's got, he's got magic sperm. I don't know. He's got those, he's yeah. got those swimmers, man. His swimmers are, are powerful. He's part fish. Crazy. You can be part fish now. And they've been in freaking. They've been. Yeah. yeah they, Davy Jones locker. Yeah. Like it has <laughs> the magic ovaries. She knows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have, they have that connection. And, uh, that's what, oh, and they, oh, and they, oh, I was going to say they also fucking love cliffhangers at all these movies. They love, they're like really artsy cold opens. I was going to say too, they start with the artsy kind of cold open and everything. And they love their, they're cliffhangers. He's going to see find the fountain of youth is where Jack Sparrow's going, um, and uh, that's Will Turner's and Elizabeth Swan's thing. Which we will be skipping the fourth one. Will we go into the fifth one next? So I'm wondering. I don't think Will Turner and uh, Elizabeth Swan show up again. I'm sure they talk about them, but uh, yeah, that's that's the kind of the end of there. It's the uh, Will Turner Elizabeth Swan's uh, trilogy in in my mind, and then it's kind of just the Jack Sparrow one offs uh, past this. Well, they're in the um, one. In which one? They're in the newest one. Oh, that, gotcha. Fifth one. So we'll okay. see. It's been a while. Okay, we'll see. We'll check out this fifth one, and it's the, been a while since I've seen it. I've seen it once. Like say, I'm not gonna say too much. I promise. But they're. <laughs> oh no! Give us a little teaser. 
<laughs> well, the main character is like their son. That's probably just ruining it all. But oh, no. okay. That, no, that makes sense because that's essentially what their teaser is. Is like, oh, they have a son, and yeah, that's what the the end credits is. Yeah. Sometimes well, I mean, they reveal it really quick, so it's not even like a big thing at the end. But mm-hmm. they're in it not a lot, but just at the end. I watched that one recently because it came out not that long ago. Fifth one, or the yeah, fifth one. one. Fifth one. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm kind of excited to check it out, out again, and I'm I might uh, do that fourth one leading up to it. I remember I had fond memories, little as they are, of those that fourth and fifth one than this third one. But before we get to our thoughts, I'm going to uh, rattle off a few uh, critics' opinions followed by audience members to kind of feel out this um, this divide that's kind of growing about these series of movies because I think the trend that I want to highlight here too is that they become more and more divisive as uh, the movies go on. So I was going to say The Dead Man's Chest was 53% for critics and 72% for audiences. And then at World's End, critics drop down to a 44%, and audience stays right at that 72%. They don't change, which I think is also fascinating, that average of just like, yep, okay, more of the same, cool. Um, but but critics start to start to drop off um, a bit, and then like come back up for the fourth one, and then I go back even further down for the fifth one, which is just an interesting... Uh, I don't know. Corey did these, um, and we want to share share them with everyone. But did these wonderful graphs and charts of all of our uh, scores and opinions compared and coupled with uh, audiences and critics. And uh, knowing that you did that, Corey, for our podcast, and I can't thank you enough. And how fascinating it was. I thought you might get a kick out of this. It just kind of continues to polarize these these scores. Um, yeah. And even on the fifth one, uh, yeah, the audience the audience kind of. I guess kind of stays around the same spot. But anyways, just wanted to mention that um, as we continue this ride. Real quick, on the fourth one, you said it's not as polarizing. Is it that both camps like it or both camps are just... Both camps hate it. Oh, both Well, because like no one's in it. Oh, I see. It's a 33% from critics and then 54% from audience, the the fourth one. Um, The audience didn't even like the fourth yeah and it takes a 60 to get fresh on rotten tomatoes i originally when we started this podcast thought it was 50 but it's you know it's uh 60 can you know connotates a a fresh score um so yeah kind of dips and then audience kind of comes in it's just just under the wire 60 percent for uh the fifth one from the audience and then 30 percent for the critics just to rattle off all those all those numbers um but they continue to make them and i think that's a fascinating thing in this podcast to talk about continuing to make movies that one side doesn't really care for, but they, yeah, they still, still make them cause the other side kind of does. And obviously, yeah, mo- obviously money's at, at, uh, always, <laughs> always at play. I mean, it's, it's, it's why these movies are, are made. Big driver. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, of the world. <laughs> Capitalism, um, baby. <laughs> uh, but let's start with uh, USA today from Claudia Puig. Uh, the pirate, she says, the pirate ship has hit foul waters, and even the sharp wit and charm of everyone's favorite buccaneer can't save it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just love the shit puns that we've been going through with the critics. It's just been... It's, oh, it's, 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 it, is, 
it's nice it's funny and all that but like also what is what is she even saying in that review like that's not really saying anything other than just like ooh, this was disappointing like there's not uh, yeah. the review so in these moments the review is going to be longer if you um but we take some highlights out of them and i i think we've kind of alluded to it a little bit in our review Corey and sam is that the like multiple jacks and jack sparrow in this movie in general like do you feel like he was a redeeming or one of the highest like ac- like um highest operating or best parts of this movie no definitely not uh, yeah yeah i mean a lot of people would say that uh, you know jack sparrow is the best part of this movie so yeah in that situation i think she's just saying like even the best part of this movie, which could be Jack Sparrow, is not very well shown or doesn't come off well in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I'll go on to uh, from Time. Uh, Richard Schickel says their film is not so much thought out as strung together, colorful, colorful incident upon colorful incident, but without logic, gathering suspense or any attempt to establish emotional connections between audience and actors. Okay, so mm-hmm. that one I feel like actually says it's something a, significant yeah. about the movie. Not even that I not gets it in the sense that like, oh, I agree with that, but that that one is actually saying something. Like they watch the movie and they're analyzing it. The first one was just like, ooh. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I guess the brand was kind of touching on it, too. It's like, yeah, we are going through their blurbs, like their 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 one liners of each review, and we're just kind of pulling them a little bit out of context. But, you know, I'm just giving the Rotten Tomatoes experience like if you were to go on Rotten Tomatoes and kind of check out some of these blurbs, because you're not going to go fucking read it like 10 different full length reviews before you watch a movie. Like it's already hard enough to fucking pick a movie. So I like going through this like process of like. Unless, yeah, unless you're Brandon, um, I do it sometimes too, but still it's like, you just want to, you just want to go on the ride, take a ticket, uh, go on the ride and just, uh, forget a long day at work or whatever you're doing, you know, and, and, uh, long day of swashbuckling, swashbuckling, swashbuckling or, or whatever. You, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's what Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan were doing. That's what they were doing. What? what? I'll bring back Octopus Dad. You want me to bring back Octopus Dad? I'll, I'll fucking do it. Sorry for the bodiness of this podcast. <laughs> chuckling in this one, too. There's some funny stuff. Swash chuckling? Yeah. Oh. Thank yeah. you. I would Thank say you. there was. Yeah. But fuckling? Uh, oh, he's back on board. Hey, get on board. Yeah, ship is sitting sail. Yeah. Oh, mateys, we're we a are, bunch of fucking yeah, scallywags. Yeah. It's pirate season, baby. We're we're we're. <laughs> I can be a little crass. Um, yes, and we will continue on to the Wall Street Journal after I just said. <laughs> just like, let's, now after swashfuckling, let's take a look at the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Joe Morgenstern says. A ponderous pirate saga, 168 minutes long with more doldrums than the rhyme of the ancient mariner. Oh my goodness. Those doldrums are relieved from time to time by spectacular effects. But to drop a rhyme of the ancient mariner uh, little reference, I think is very Wall Street Street Journal of Joe Morgenstern. What is the Wall Street Journal doing reviewing this movie in the first place? It's... It's uh, movie reviewers. It tabulates into the score. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's all sorts of, uh, I, and then sometimes I'll, you know, I'll pick 
try to find more obscure ones. All these look like very, uh, I don't know, like recognizable. Um, yeah, because this is a big movie. Again. It is a big old movie. Yeah, I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm wondering who is just like, oh yeah, I go to Joe Morgenstern Wall Street Journal all the time with my movie opinions. That's how I get. Uh, I just think. I just think of a funny situation of like, oh yeah, what do you do? Oh, I work for the Wall Street Journal. Oh yeah, what do they? You know, what's your latest assignment? Oh, I just watched it at World's End. Uh, I'm writing a review on it right now. <laughs> that's that's my post that I'm charged with. Uh. And, uh, well, uh, I mean, I like reading Peter Travers or a little blurb, so I'll do Peter Travers from Rolling Stone. Um, he says the good news first, Keith Richards totally rocks at playing pirate daddy to Johnny Depp's captain, Jack Sparrow, the deep rumble of his voice and those hooded eyes that narrowly open like the creaky gates of hell make him what the rest of his three Pete is not of this three Pete is not authentically scary. So what's yeah. the bad news? Richards, the bad news is the Richards is on screen for barely two minutes is what <laughs> Peter Draver says. He wanted more Keith Richards. And from a, yeah, from a, from a magazine uh, known as the Rolling Stone, I can see uh, where I the bias is coming from. Peter you know Draver. what I mean? Oh, yeah. He's just yeah. talking all about Keith Richards. Um, but yeah, let's, I'm going to do a little uh, audience reviews before we, we give our, our thoughts. Um, hope we're not keeping you guys too long. Uh, we're, we're approaching the length of the movie, which is, I think always a good sign. Um, but this, what's that? Are we even getting close to where they're at? Uh, the length of the movie? Yeah. We're getting close. I think, yeah, I think we're getting pretty close. Uh, and, uh, I'm kind of excited about this audience review because this is kind of a first for us. This is someone who reviewed dead man's chest last week. And now I'm going to be reading their review for mm-hmm. uh, At World's End. Um, what did they think about that one, about Dead Man's Chest? They loved it. And they said that in that review of Dead Man's Chest, they said that At World's End was their favorite Pirates movie. Oh, yeah. right. I remember you read that one. Yeah. Um, there will be a paragraph I'll probably skip over because it's really, they, they do like to take a time to explain the plot. So I'll, I'll, I'll skip around, but I'll, I'll uh, get into it. If you bear, bear with me. Says, says their name is Paulina, titled, Still Another Great Adventure Despite Its Flaws. Five stars. They start it by saying, This is Sheer Khan. That's what they said yeah. at Dead Man's Chest, too. They say they're Sheer Khan. I, I don't know, that's a, their movie review character or something like that. Uh, this is Sheer Khan bringing you a, a review for Pirates of the Caribbean 3 at World's End Blu-ray slash DVD package. Recently, I did one for the second film, Dead Man's Chest, which, as I said in that review, it was amazing and worthy sequel to Pirates of the Caribbean series. This one being the third installment, I have to say, is also excellent. I would have to say, right after The Curse of the Black Pearl, it's the fourth best in the series right before the fifth film that recently came out that happens to be my last favorite of them all, though don't expect a review from from me for that because I have no (laughs) plans to buy it because I'm not exactly a fan of that film. It's more confusing than the movie. Oh, I know. No. This that no, was they. I could have swore last time they said it was their favorite. But now it's saying it's the fourth best in the series, right uh, before. And they gave five stars. Oh yeah, this is confusing. <laughs> oh, I could have yeah. swore they said At World's End was their favorite in that last review, but I'll go on. 
Pirates 3 is a worthy sequel to Dead Man's Chest in and of itself. That is, if you don't let the film's habit of throwing in random plot point after the other bother you. Yes, apparently Jack Sparrow and Barbosa are pirate lords. Yes, there's a brethren court of pirates, apparently. The one scene in the film that is the silliest and most random part is the releasing of the sea goddess Calypso, who is revealed to be Tia Dalma, who is also the lover of Davy Jones. That scene is always weird to see. The way they did it was interesting but silly, too. Throughout the film, there are constant deals happening from all sides, betrayals, and it's enough to make somebody wonder if there is no end to the conflict. It can be a really tiring process to sit through. However... The film, just like the rest of them, is still an awesome, fun, swashbuckling adventure with many great action sequences. The highlight has got to be the epic Maelstrom final battle with the Black Pearl versus the Flying Dutchman. The crews of the Pearl and the Dutchman fighting against one another, Barbosa cackling for his own pleasure at the helm as the battle rages on. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Will and Elizabeth, of course, getting married during the war, which is sweet but unrealistic as it happens. Jack's fight with Davy Jones is a phenomenal duel and final confrontation. The humor is always great, and the characters are fun to watch over and over again. Particularly, all the scenes with Sparrow and Barbosa bickering with one another are the best. Let's face it, those two are the face of the series. That's all I really have to say about the film. I give it a five-star rating because for what it is, it's amazing. And I'm not too difficult to please when it comes to Pirates of the Caribbean. If you're a fan of the films like me, Shere Khan... You'll enjoy it fully. If not, the minute the locker scene with Jack Sparrow talking to hundreds of hallucinations of himself comes on, it will cause you to turn off the TV, turn the TV off instantly. The delivery was successful, and both the discs look great and work just the way I wanted them to. This is it for now. Until next time, happy shopping, and we say goodbye to Shere Khan. <laughs> Thank you for being a reoccurring member on our podcast. I thought that was happy shopping, satisfying I, I, as long as it was. Thanks for thanks for sitting with that one. <laughs> must be a big DVD player, uh, big Jungle Book fan too, right? With the Shere Khan. Oh, I bet. You know, I, I'm sure I could click on this person's uh, page and see if they like any other polarizing uh, movies in the future. But uh, I, it, it just seemed like a fascinating. Uh, fascinating person that loves oh they got a jack and jill review oh no hilarious adam sandler at his funniest despite being one of his not very well-made films still very fun and enjoyable the way we expect of him can't go wrong so yeah that's what they think about jack and jill um we'll do a couple more audience reviews uh let's go with do 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 great movie bad subtitle from riz I will not rate this lower just because of a messed up subtitle. You cannot use it if you want, but when I played it with the subtitle on, there were many discrepancies, i.e. completely wrong words that are written than what the characters are saying. Anyway, great movie. Just bought it for my personal collection, and thus the reason why I'm a little bummed. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. It just cracks me up when people review the movie and their physical yeah (laughs) the process. I mean, I guess it's Amazon going through Amazon for this, so there's a little bit a little bit of that. It's like Rotten Tomatoes is really hard to find good ones, and it's just it's easier with the with this. Um, But I will go to yeah, like one or two more from. uh, Well, this one is from Christopher Sanders, five stars, titled "Absolutely Amazing." Um, first of all, my roommates have this on DVD, so I have seen it upscaled and on this Blu-ray. I love this movie. I think it may be the best in the series. You need to be able to pay attention to who's on whose side doing what, but one thing this movie doesn't really have is downtime. You never feel like you're watching 10 minutes of dead air, and it doesn't leave you hanging like the second movie, although I may not like the ending much. 
The picture is astounding. Some of the scenes have some real pop to them that can make good show material for your Blu-ray player and nice TV. And it's not a visual stunner 100% of the time, but you never really have any artifacts on screen. And the worst of it, the picture is still great. Where this set, where this set really got me was the, the content. In particular, the interactive bit breaking down the filming of the climax. I expected this to be like your regular, regular Easter egg DVD hunt, where I just select a highlight and it gives you a 30 second clip. I was wrong. Every piece of this interaction allows you to see legitimate featurettes on item you select, as well as further explaining other elements of their process. From the movie to the content, this is a most emphatic five. You know, Brian mentioned the Dead Man's Chest DVD menu was really great last week too. So these must mm -hmm. have some really great DVD menus. Absolutely. They have their own website. You can go to pirates-disney.com. Um, yeah. I mean, again, this is like had a bunch of tie-ins. Like we've even played James, uh, um, the sea of thieves. Yeah. Game. Uh, it's a pirate video game. Pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Um, that has a pirates of the Caribbean tie in with it and it has Jack Sparrow and everything. Yeah. There that was, came very late, but it's, it was fun. Yeah. Very fun. Um, yeah, so all of that. About, we talked about this a little bit in the beginning of the episode about uh, the legal battle right now that Johnny Depp's in. How do you guys think that's going to uh, color the, the franchise as far as merchandise and licensing and new? Oh, it's that's, definitely all of that. That's all of that to think gonna, about. Yeah, all, I think all of that is going to stop unless they make a really striking like change in the series that works well. Um, then it could have it could have more lo longevity, but I don't really foresee that happening because what I'm getting at is is in order to revitalize that series to continue to make money off the IP and the franchise, you would need a new Johnny Depp, Jack Sparrow level character in order to revitalize right. that. And I just don't f see that happening. There's never going to be another Jack Sparrow, and maybe this is I don't I don't know if this is. Uh, an accurate opinion general? to have, but I, I, I do think in enough time that, and I, I don't know, I don't know how people will feel in the future, but I get this feeling that given enough time, his performance will outweigh some of the personal things that he's been going through and, and that the series and his performance itself in a long enough time, if they do decide to start to remove some things of Jack Sparrow and, ja and Johnny Depp's likeness and certain things, I don't know. I feel like in enough time, you'll if they if they do decide to remove things, you'll start to see Jack Sparrow walking around uh, Disneyland again and and see and see character like I don't know that character itself is just something that I, I can picture them having a really hard time uh, letting go, and it yeah. could be something like they did with the Harry Potter movie where hey you know. You could you could be as bold as recasting it, and I'm not sure how people would react to that because it's such a it's such an iconic character that only you know that that he he his performances I feel like emanate into other performances too, where people do like Jack Sparrow type things with other characters um, to to seem interesting, whatever the hand the hand stuff and and uh, and and everything. But I I I think it'll. It'll tell in time. Do you have a read on that, uh, Corey? What you, what you think about it? If uh, how how they will handle it, Mickey Mouse. Hey, I think you're probably right. I mean, I even if uh, I, do you mean how they'll handle 
Johnny Depp's. Just kind of referring, like sending your oh. question back your way of, uh, yeah. So I've actually been, yeah, like, so I've been like following the trial like a lot because it's interesting. And he said that he will never work with Disney again. And he's pissed about them still having him like mm-hmm. as a character that they're making money off. Of I don't see stuff. them working together in the future either. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he, I don't know what their contracts are and stuff, but like if this trial goes over well and like he ends up being like coming out fine and everyone likes him again or whatever, I know everyone loves him. That's actually starting to be a, what's going to happen. The way that people are perceiving Johnny Depp is very, pretty favorable. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, a, a majority of the people that I've talked to that are my age, that pay attention to it because I mean, God, people above the age of fifty are not don't give a fucking shit. Yeah. I don't think, and so the people my age that uh, are watching it are seeming just pretty, like relatively favorable of Johnny Depp because he's just such an incredibly charismatic person and that's to the, you know, to the credit, you know, to the credit of him in this series. And, you know, I get where James is coming from saying like Jack Sparrow as a character doesn't have to be Johnny Depp. It's like an IP it's, you know, are they let that, they could let that character go. It lives, it lives on in those movies that he's already done. But I think one thing is for certain we can agree on is like, they're not done with this universe. Like they're going to do something else on the side or something. And they can reference Jack Sparrow in, in their own way or, or whatever. Whatever, uh, but it probably, and it'll probably be worse. You know, it's probably just gonna not be any good. But <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, and that's that's sure. kind of what the trend of these movies yeah. we're, we're finding is at least what the, what the critic critics <laughs> think of it. And the audience's the audience's ratings are going down too. But you know, there's magic in this movie, so you could fucking just give like give him a new face and be like, oh, because of magic, and he has a new. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that's what they. I haven't seen the new Harry Potter, but I'm sure that's what they did with him and Grindelwald. They already did it once because he was Colin Farrell. Spoiler, spoiler alert! But like, it's, if there's magic in the in the thing, then you can you can make it uh, uh, whatever you want. But it'll it'll be interesting. This is an interesting time to do this series. You know, when he's going through all of that. But yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, unless and we usually, I, we're just going long, but I, we usually like take us, I like to take a second. If anyone has anything to say about why they think it's like the polarizing nature of the movie, we can say our final pieces about that, or you can just in, maybe just include it in your review if you'd like. Uh, yeah. but, um, Sam, would you like, do you want to start? Do you want to, or, 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 and you guys turn your camera on? Is that possible? Or do you guys, uh, have a. Well, I, I mean, we, we could, I just, I, I worry we've been pretty good on audio so far and we were having some troubles with the video earlier. So I, I, I hesitate, but we can, we can try if you guys want. And then if, if something, if some, something happens and we can just, uh, go back, we'll leave it off. Yeah, we'll leave it off. Um, do you guys want to go first or, or middle or last? Any preference? Um, I, I mean, my review, I feel like it's kind of short. You guys okay. have more to say than me, but, um, I don't know. I have (laughs) always like loved pirates. I feel like I've said kind of most of what I think of this one in particular. I just feel like they could have cut out a lot of like the dumb stuff. (laughs) Phoenix elaborated on like the plot and just cut a lot out. But I don't know. You just have to get in that mindset of it's magic and it's not realistic. And then it's fun to watch. But 
I give, I don't know. What do I, what's the rating? So like? the rate rating for this is that it's one out of a hundred percent, just like on Rotten Tomatoes. So anything above 60 is going to be like, not fresh, but it's going to be uh, like, that's positive. So anything above 60 is positive and anything below that is uh, rotten. I'd say like 71%. Solid. Yeah. Cause oh. I, I thought it was fun. I love the movies. The characters were cool, but there was definitely like some stuff wrong with it. So that's how I feel. About it. That's the audience we're, consensus. They're at a they're at a seventy two. So you're so you're right with uh, with a lot of people. I think feel about this one. Yeah. Uh, Corey, do you want to do you want to go next? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I ended up liking it more than I thought I would. Um, oh, when yeah. I, when we watched it last night, I mean. Like I said earlier, I, I'm not sure if I've ever seen it before last night, but I feel like it's it's likely that I have. Uh, but yeah, I I once I kind of let go and and let myself just be in that world and not think too much about it. It was pretty fun to watch and it's super long, but uh, <laughs> and yeah, like obviously there there's a ton of stuff they could have cut out, but also I feel like there really wasn't a dull moment. Like it was pretty jam packed with action and interesting things that kind of, you know, I, I could have gone without some of it, but there was nothing where I was like, eye rolling, like, Oh, get on with it. You know, it was, it was pretty action packed for a three hour movie. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't know if I'll be watching it again anytime soon, but uh, that's more so because it's so long. And it's such a chore. <laughs> totally, yeah. But if it was on, you know, I I would not be upset about it. So um, I'd probably give it like a. I'd put it in the sixties. Sixty. I'll go sixty-six. Nice. Very nice. Yep. Brandini. It's uh, to you, breezy Brandini. Breezy Brandini, um, man. Um, say, I, say Brandini, he's a fine girl. Fine girl. What a good wife she would be. Um, yeah, so this movie's really fun. I really enjoyed Johnny Depp with Jeffrey Rush, and I also enjoyed the time that Bill Nye and Jeffrey Rush and Johnny Depp were on screen. It was a little drug down by uh, Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan in those situations, and that's what I would kind of epitomize my feeling about this movie is, is that similarly to the last movie, like there are some really exciting uh scenes in this movie that are worth praising because from a computer generated like CGI um, standpoint, uh, how they hold up, man, it's, it was cool to see uh, still Davy Jones visually got better in this movie too. And he was already awesome. And mm. Bill Nye is the shit. <laughs> he is, he's dope. Oh yeah. We, well, we've talked a lot about Jeffrey Rush because this is more his movie because ultimately I think we can all agree that Captain Barbosa is the best of this. Agreed. He fucking rules, dude. I love him. <laughs> he like rules. He rocks so hard. Um, 
there was this great great tidbit about Johnny Depp talking about what a pleasure it is and how he was uh, excited for the way the script was shaping up to be in more scenes with Jeffrey Rush because they were just like two old ladies or so. He described them as being like just two kindred souls together. And that's what makes these movies. And to have like Bill Nye, Jeffrey Rush, Johnny Depp, big great actors um in this big movie uh it's hard to deny its importance and to uh poo poo too much that yeah there's some really like elongated things in this movie that don't have a whole lot of value so the movie can become very boring and long um, but yeah, I don't know. There's something undeniable about this series. Uh, this is not, is this as good as, do I like this as much as dead man's chest? Cause there's a part of me that wants to say yes. I don't know off the top of my head what the score I gave for dead man's chest. Do you know? Uh, I, I feel like it was 80, upper. Yeah. 81. Yeah. I think, yeah, you're right. 80, 81 or 85. No, I think this it was movie, like an 81, and I think Brian gave a little bit higher. Okay. I think Brian did 85. Yeah. I, okay. And then I did 81? I think so. Yeah, something okay. like that. Okay. Okay. Dave had a lower one, but then he bumped it up because your guys' were so high. You, you convinced <laughs> me. You, you, uh, you raised the bar. I like this movie my bar. more than the previous movie. I'm going to say that this movie is an 87. Nice. Wow. Damn. I don't think I was expecting movie. that. It's long, yeah. but I like this movie's fun. There's a, this moment I had on my notes that I thought was so great. And again, I was so obsessed with the scene where they're on that key where it's like that, like a uh, very small piece of land. And there's the moment where they're all like confronting each other to make this exchange. And it was like awesome as shit. And uh, Davy Jones is like in half of a barrel that has water in it. And he's like on the oh, beach. Yeah. And I was just obsessed with like, how yeah. did they like, did somebody carry him like a, like on <laughs> right. their back or like, you know, as a, like a baby, like over there. Uh, I would have just liked but, him like standing in the water, like, Hey, I'm here too. Can I be part of the conversation? I can't step over there, but I'm here if you need me. Yeah. It just made me think about how silly the rules are, but this movie's like really fun. And I, yeah, like I would just, yeah. Understanding what this movie is and where it holds its place in movie history. I think this is worth just saying that it's not a bad, it's not a bad movie. It, it's got a lot of enjoyable stuff. Is it, the uh, a really great movie not it like close and that's what <laughs> hell yeah vicious um if i were to yeah i mean that's an interesting like line to go off of is like comparing this to De- uh dead man's chest and i'll say yeah i'll say off the bat i i do enjoy that one more and i think some of the negative aspects of dead man's chest filled up more of the entirety of this movie I think there's like that's the middle ground of between this one and Curse of the Black Pearl, obviously in chronological order, but also in terms of like the flight, like the the writing the script aspect, it just really starts to become extra convoluted by the time you get to this movie and longer. Um, so that bloat becomes more apparent for me 
uh, as well as the hype sure. at that time when I first saw it and then leading into this of like, oh, they brought up some interesting things in that second one and to bring up more in this one and not really uh, finish out in a, in a super successful way on some of it. Or actually, I don't know, the, the, the ending points for a lot of the characters, I think, were, were okay. And I think they knew where they wanted to get, how to get, like they knew where they wanted to get, but how to get there, I think, was some of the frustrating aspects to me. Um, the whole focus on Calypso was something that, uh, I thought was somehow ham, like it was ham fisted for a reason because it was just introduced in this movie. Um, so I thought that was something that was built up a lot. And when it finally resulted in the, in the big crab explosion, then I know that's something that a lot of people cite, but for being the climax of the movie, I think it let the air out of the sails a little bit for me, if you know what I mean. Um, uh, be, beyond that, I like this world, man. I, I love, I, I do love being in this world. Uh, and I think that goes a long way for me of, of being in a pirate world, the sets, the costume design, um, the overall conceptual way of, of putting it together. I think, you know, D- Disney comes forth with a lot, uh, of money and resources there and you see it all on screen The uh, extra use of CG, I think, um, is, is something that's more obvious in this with all the, the big battles and the ship ship thing at the end, the big maelstrom battle at the end, um, just drags for that last hour. Uh, but yeah, I, I overall enjoy being in this world and there's a lot of things I would forgive just for the feelings that it gives me. And I think it was enlightening hearing you guys talk about it as well, especially Sam, uh, mentioning that, you know, yeah, you just, you want to be able to enjoy a movie and kind of let go a bit. And I think I did have a hard time letting go in this movie. And I appreciate getting that sentiment out because, um, I just need to take a chill pulse sometimes. And I think that I got this preconceived notion cause I'd seen it before, but I, and I'd forgot a lot about it. So, but I had this feeling that I still was resonating from the last time I saw it. And I think that maybe limited me from opening up as much as I, I could have. This conversation has opened me up more. Maelstrom marriage is forever going to go down as something that I'm going to roll my eyes at and yell at the screen like, fuck you, movie. You can't have a maelstrom marriage. This is, this is batshit crazy. Um, it's so exciting, though. <laughs> this movie's going so fast that they don't have time to get married. We got to do it <laughs> in the middle of battle. There's no time. <laughs> Even though it's three hours. It's um, a nice day for a major wedding. <laughs> what if they didn't do the wedding and that, and then they had a whole other wedding scene? My score would be less <laughs> if they didn't have it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll go I'll go with the 62%. I, I think I'm somewhere a little bit lower lower on the totem pole um, sure. or thermometer, however, whatever the fucking metaphor I want to use here. Freshness. Uh, yeah, so the, it's a little more... It's a little more rotten, but it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm convinced this isn't necessarily a bad movie and there's a definite way to have a good time with it. And if you put if I walk in on the pirate meeting scene, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to sit down for this. I'm going to check out Keith Ridge. I'm gonna, I don't want to see some of this. Or it's like, Oh, a little bit of the after, you know, like them going to the afterlife. Once you get there with Jack Sparrow. Yeah. But then like going there, you're totally right. Brandon going off the waterfall and stuff. And some of the opium den steam room stuff. It's like, I'm there for it and I want to like it. And then it, the reason it, it, it just fucks me over. Cause I, it, I think there's so much potential the East Indian and then it's just, it's just frustrating sucks. when they don't, 
yeah. stick to magic rules and um, totally. follow through on some of the things that were introduced in the last movie and, and expanding rather than following through. But that will be my review. Don't let me keep blabbering because we've been doing enough of it. Thank you so much, Corey and Sam, for joining us on this uh, on this journey. What an interesting node in the series that you decided to uh, join us yeah, on. Because, yeah, this was the longest one. This was quite a venture, and I, I appreciate you guys spending the time to not only watch it, but talk to a couple of fools like us, um, you know. Salty dogs. Salty dogs, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. yeah, and especially, you know, uh, Corey is a, is a repeat offender here and uh <laughs> it's just a true pleasure for you to come on for your for your maiden voyage on the polarized in the polarized kingdom and i hope you come back again um yeah you're always welcome uh both of you of, of course and uh yeah is there oh well i mean now that now I'm, the spotlight's on you a bit i mean can Corey, you want to talk about your band a little bit i mean should i should i talk i just wanted you to if you're if you want to plug anything else i think people should definitely oh, yeah know we're about doing plugs right now you should definitely know about your your tunes uh we got a couple shows coming up nowhere land is the name of the band uh june 10th in vista california i don't know i know you guys are worldwide now so you know vista. you know how it is yeah uh booze brothers uh brewery and then the next day the 11th booze of- is great great yeah. beer it's a good spot. Amazing, uh, amazing, dude! Your your music, I, I love it. And last time I saw you at the Casbah, you were rocking. As hey, that's a, such a stupid joke. I'm sorry, but anyways, I was doing a clash. You were rocking at the Casbah. You know, oh, you know how it is. But but you, oh, I was I was telling. I think I was talking about it with Sam and you that that night of just your music is so infectious and like I just. Is so catchy that like I just know the song after just the first time, first or second time hearing it, it just like, uh, oh, cool. yeah, fills my fills my soul, and I and I just once it starts the next time I hear it, then it's like I already am in it. Like I just feel like I'm right there with you guys. And uh, you have so that, if anybody have else out there likes that, nowhere land, nowhere land. So- yeah. on Spotify. If you're into something where you just feel like this is the best music, go check them out. They Damn. Roll. Thanks for that, guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. I, Absolutely. Thanks again for uh, <laughs> yeah, all, all of the, the sal- time. salient points you guys make. Sam, is there anything you want to share with the polarized world or a small little uh, group of people? I don't know if you have anything going <laughs> on that you want to share with the world <laughs> or you just want to send a message of, of any kind. Peace and love is always appreciated. Yeah. Say hi to your mom. I, I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, mom. Hey, mom. <laughs> she's a, she's a list. I don't know. <laughs> parents are in uh, quite a few bands that have quite a few shows. They're playing. The cool thing they're doing, like coming up, is uh, they're playing at the Balloon and Wine Festival in some Nice. Oh, cool. There's, they have a bunch of other shows, but there's too many. But that's like June. Yeah. So, June second, second. We should and- go to that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Are you going to be there? Really Are you guys going to be there? Um, Corey, I don't perfect. think I can go, but I okay. might go on the third. So, yeah. Okay, sounds rad. I might be able to get you guys tickets if you're actually down, but you can yeah. talk later. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk offline. Ooh, I'm, temp- I'm tempted. We'll talk yeah. off. <laughs> 
Well, uh, well, great. Um, if you'd like to reach us, any or Brandon, do you have anything else to say at this moment? <laughs> no, no, but I'll, or forever I'll, hold I'll, your peace. <laughs> no, but I'll. Uh, it's. I feel like it's my turn to promote our social. Do it. Thank you. I'm, okay, I'm gonna take. Yeah. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna recline over here. Just call me if you need me. But yeah, um, if you please follow us on our Twitter account. It's Polarized Pod. Uh, on Twitter. And then if you would like to email us about anything, give us some critiques, maybe the sound, maybe the connection, maybe no, actually don't do that. If you want to give us suggestions about movies, polarized movies, that's what we do here. Uh, send them to polarize the pod at gmail.com. There's some questionable all- uh, audio quality in some of our episodes. And I apologize for that, but we're no. new and we're doing our best baby. I, I, no, uh, I throw them even. all out there. I like how, you threw that out there and you're like, actually, no, fuck off. Don't <laughs> I know. Off. don't do that because James is doing an amazing job. If you only be positive and send us positive shit, <laughs> polarize the pot at gmail.com. And then, um, <laughs> and then, yeah, like, you know, if you want to watch us live on Twitch while we're being doofuses and doofusettes, uh, it's polarized pod at, well, it's twitch.tv slash polarized pod. And you can watch us uh, when we live stream. And if you want to know when we're live streaming, follow us on Twitter. Thank you, Brandon. Brand- Breezy Brandini, just breezing through the through the plugs, baby. Um, and yeah, I'll just say R.I.P. John Lindsay, my grandfather, passed recently, and just want to give uh, much yeah. love to him. Pour some rum out for uh, for my my grandfather. He was he was an awesome dude. He. Uh, oh, yeah. He was in the Air Force. He had to eject out of his his uh, his jet one time, and he and he landed, and he had and he was trying to find civilization and, and people uh, around, and he found like these people setting up with tents and like they had coffee and stuff. He's like, "Oh, what's this coffee here? What are you guys doing out here?" He's like, "We're looking for you. <laughs> like, what are you doing?" <laughs> he like didn't know what they were doing. He was like, "Oh, oh, you're looking for me? Oh, what's the what's the commotion?" There are all these people like press, and that was just the funniest funniest but- story. I was like, it was like. It was a great story that uh, that was shared at his, uh, you know, celebration of life recently. I thought I would uh, send that mm-hmm. out there, too. Was, he, was, uh, he was an awesome dude. But uh, on that note, thank you, everyone. We'll see you uh, see you guys next week. I just want to say it will be Dead, Man, Dead Men Tell No Tales, Pirates of the Caribbean 5, carrying uh, 30% by the critics and a 60% by the audience. Um, and... We will be getting into it with another very special guest. We're on a roll here, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a blast. Um, see you next time. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.